Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord Tower. I hope the Lord will speak to your life tonight through this program in a mighty, mighty special way. Thank you, Jesus. I just wanted to share that tonight is Thursday, May 5th of 2016. And I just wanted to share that there is another prophet whom the Lord back in 2011 confirmed to him how God is going to intervene in this next election and that the Lord Jesus has given me this word to tell his people that Father God, Jehovah God Almighty, is going to intervene in this next election and we can look forward from God to put a man in the White House in this next election. The the following audio that you're going to listen to you're going to hear this man of God being interviewed, confirming the dream and revelation from God in regard to the next president of the United States, how God himself is going to be the one putting him in office. And then the following will be the confirmation of the word that God has given me more than a month ago, and the confirmation to that word, to this man of God, and there's so many more on YouTube, who God has told them that he's going to intervene in the next election. I want you to listen to this interview and, and, and see that God is the one revealing this to us, that we are not making this up. So thank you, my brothers and sisters, and continue to listen to this interview and then to the following uh, revelation God has given me. And may the Lord continue to bless you. This is True News, uncensored news, views, and commentary. Welcome to the program. I'm Rick Wiles. Doc Burkhardt and Edward Zoll are here with me. Guys, glad to have you here. Good Great to be here. here. All right, this is going to be a really interesting program. Several weeks ago, I was with my wife, Susan. You guys already know this story. I was uh, with Susan while she was visiting her physician, who is uh, Dr. Don Colbert. Right. And I had a conversation with Mrs. Colbert while Susan was with the doctor. And Mrs. Colbert mentioned to me that one of her husband's patients gave him a copy of a prophetic message he said the Lord gave him. Mary Colbert went to her office and retrieved the document for me to read. It was dated April 28th, 2011. The moment I read the first line of the prophecy, I immediately glanced back at the date to make sure I had read it correctly. I did read it correctly. The date was April 28, 2011. I read the entire prophecy and then sat silent for a moment as I tried to comprehend the message. I looked over at Mrs. Colbert and I asked, are you telling me this is for real? Are you telling me a patient of Dr. Colbert gave him this prophecy in 2011? And she nodded her head and said, yes, it's true. And then she picked up her phone and she called the gentleman and introduced me to him And then he told me the story about the day the Lord gave him the prophecy. So I asked him if he would come on True News and share it with the entire True News audience. 
fascinating story here. This is this is definitely fascinating. And the gentleman is on the telephone right now. Mr. Mark Taylor is a retired lieutenant in the fire department, and he is uh, on the phone right now from his home. Mark, welcome to True News. Thank you, Rick. It's glad to be here. Yeah, let's just. I want to start <laughs> right at the beginning of this prophecy because uh, I looked at the date. I began reading the prophecy, and then I. I didn't even get past the first sentence, and I look back at the date, and I'm thinking, is this a typo? This must have been April 28, 2016, but wait a minute. It's not. We haven't even reached April 28, 2016. Right. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it was March 28, 2016, you know? So I went ahead and read the entire prophecy, and, and you know, I just, my first thing I said to, to Mary Colbert was, is this for real? Are you honestly telling me that this was given to you five years ago? And she said, oh, yeah, this man is a patient here. He he gave this to Dr. Colbert. So, Mark, tell us about, was there anything special that happened to you on, on the day that you received this? Uh, were you in prayer? Uh, just set the stage for us. And then I want you to read the prophecy uh, word for word. Okay. Uh, what happened was um, in 2006, um, right as I retired, I had a visitation from the Lord. And in that visitation, the Lord assigned an angel to me. And um, fast forward to about four years ago, I had Prophet Kemp Simpson gave me a prophetic word. We never met, never spoke. He told me that I had an angel assigned to me. That he was assigned to me for the gift of faith. He was to minister not only to me but for me. But he would also only hear the words that come from the throne of God. And when he heard those words that came from the throne of God, he would immediately go and do those words to come up to bring them to pass. So in 2011, I was sitting in front of the TV, and uh, I saw Donald Trump on TV. And all of a sudden, I went, oh, my gosh, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm hearing the voice of a president. So I went into my office, and I sat down, and I started writing what God was saying, because in that visitation that I had, that was what uh, my strongest anointing would be, would be in the written prophetic word. Okay, I want to. I just want to take this step by step here. So 2011, you're, you're in your living room, you're watching television, and Donald J. Trump is on television. Was it one of his uh, reality shows or an interview? It was in an interview, I think, on the news, because, you know, at the time he was thinking about running for president. And I want to make – I want the listeners to understand, because I am real here and I don't want to deceive anybody – I originally thought that this was going to be for 2012, because on three months later, I wrote a prophecy called The Great Horse, that there was another Triple Crown winner coming, and I said in 2012, there would be another Triple Crown winner, and it would be assigned to the church that it was their time to break out, because Secretariat was a sign of the end-time church. So... I remember this prophecy. Yeah. I remember this now. We talked talked about this. Yes. Yeah, Paul Keith Davis talked about how Secretary was a sign of the end-time church. They would come from behind and be the winner. Well, we don't know when that time was going to be, but this next Triple Crown winner was going to show that it was time for the church to break out. So anyhow, I thought all this was supposed to go down in 2012. But we had a Triple Crown winner, and it was Pharaoh. Well, in 2012. Mm -hmm. This, This was all supposed to happen in 2012. Okay. Donald Trump and the horse. And so I thought when that didn't come to pass, because Trump never announced he was going to run. So I thought I had truly missed these two words, so I set them aside. 
Now, there's a, I'm trying not to get off topic here, but God gave me General Eisenhower's speech. He says, I want you to go back and take that speech, and I want you to rewrite it and address it to my army. Which, which speech? The D-Day speech. So I went back, and I took the D-Day speech, and I rewrote it, addressing it to God's army. Well, I didn't know what to do with it at the time, so I pushed it aside with the rest of the stuff. Well, fast forward to 2015. I thought I had missed all this stuff. All of a sudden, the Triple Crown winner comes, American Pharaoh, in 2015, and I'm on the phone with my sister, and she says, oh, my gosh, what day is today? And I said, it's D-Day. And I heard the Lord say, release the speech. Ten days later, Donald Trump announces he's running for president. And I went, oh, my goodness. So I pulled all this stuff out, these three things that I had set aside for years, and all of a sudden, everything came together at one shot. Now, in the prophecy, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, did I miss this? And he says, no. He says, all of this was supposed to happen in 2012, but he says, my people were not ready. He said, I held it off. He says, go back and look at the horse that ran in 2012, because the horse ran the first two races, but he lost the last one. And I always thought it had a kind of peculiar, peculiar name, and it was, I'll have another, which I thought meant, I'll have another drink or something. And the Lord said, no, I'll have another one coming is what he meant, is because my people, the church, was not ready. They needed three or four more years of this garbage with Obama going on where they would get a righteous anger, rise up and say, enough's enough. So that's why all this stuff came together in a 10-day period. June 16th, Donald Trump announces he's running. Now, I'll read the prophecy first, and then I'll go back and get some, maybe some details, if that's okay. Is that be sure, all right? go ahead. All right. So I titled the... Uh, the prophecy, Commander-in-Chief, and it says, The Spirit of God says, I have chosen this man, Donald Trump, for such, for I will use this man to bring honor, respect, and restoration to America. America will be respected once again as the most powerful and prosperous nation on earth. The dollar will be the strongest it has ever been in history of the United States and will once again be the currency by which all others are judged. The Spirit of God says, The enemy will quake and shake and fear this man I have anointed. They will even quake and shake when he announces he is running for president. It will be like the shot heard across the world. The enemy will say, what shall we do now? This man knows all our tricks and schemes. We have been robbing America for decades. What shall we do to stop this? The spirit says, ha, no one shall stop this that I have started. For the enemy has stolen from America for decades, and it stops now. For I will use this man to reap the harvest that the United States has sown for and plunder from the enemy what, has, what he has stolen, and return it sevenfold back to the United States. For this next president will be a man of his word. When he speaks, the world will listen and know that there is something greater in him than all the others before him. This man's word is his bond, and the world and America will know this, and the enemy will fear this, for this man will be fearless. The Spirit says when the financial harvest begins, so shall it parallel in the spiritual for America. The Spirit of God says in this next election they will spend billions to keep this president in. It will be like flushing their money down the toilet. Let them waste their money for it comes from and is being used by evil forces at work, but they will not succeed, for this next election will be a clean sweep for the man that I have chosen. They will say things about this man, the enemy, but it will not affect him. They shall say it rolls off of him like the duck, for as the feathers of a duck protect it, so shall my feathers protect this next president. Even mainstream news media will be captivated by this man and the abilities that I have gifted him with, and they will even begin to agree with him, says the Spirit of God. Amazing. This is truly amazing. Mark, it's, it it reads like you wrote it last week. Right. 
that's why it, I, it took me back so so strongly because I kept looking at the date. Right. And the one thing I wanted to point out is um, because there's, there's a whole World War II component to this thing, and there's a bigger picture that the church is not seeing right now, and that it's all about the end time harvest. Well, before we go there, let, let's 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 dissect this word, and then we'll move on and talk about uh the prophetic meaning for for the body of Christ um looking at uh at, at this prophetic word it says the spirit of god says i have chosen this man donald trump for such a time as this correct what does that mean to you that means he's not been called he's been chosen hmm. there's a difference just like joseph was not called he was chosen so Donald Trump has been chosen. His whole life building this empire has been to prepare him for the season that's coming up right now, that we're in right now, in order to help turn America around. And the one thing I wanted to point out is that when he announces it will be like the shot heard around the world, here in the second paragraph, the Lord told me, he says, I want you to go back and I want you to research uh, June 16th. So I went back, and I couldn't find anything. And I said, Lord, I can't find anything. He says, no, go back to, to World War II. So I went back to World War II, and June 16, 1945, was the day they made the decision to drop the, the atomic bomb. Now, if that's not the shot heard around the world, I don't know what is. So, I mean, do you think that's a coincidence that he announces on that same day? Because it's going to be like a nuclear bomb going off when he announces. Because this man is known worldwide. The prophecy says they will even quake and shake when he announces he is running. Yeah. The enemy will say, what shall we do now? He, This man knows our tricks and schemes. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, how many how many times have you heard him sit up there since then and say, hey, I, I know all this about uh, such and such a group. This is what China's trying to do. This is what Mexico's trying to do. Uh, you know, th these aren't friends of the United States. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of times. So, I mean, um, he's he's exposing everything right now. Wait, he knows how international business works. Exactly. And he knows the way the deals are made. Yes. And and that terrifies the people who are doing the deals. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I don't want to get off track, uh, but I mean, because there's more to, to, to say about that. But he is going to be used. It says right here, he will use this man to reap the harvest the United States has sown for and plunder from the enemy what he has stolen and return it back sevenfold to the United States. Now, everybody always says that America is under judgment, judgment, judgment. No, it's not. The systems are. But what God's going to do is he's going to go back and reap this harvest. Now, I didn't know much about Donald Trump when I wrote this. I, I knew he was, he was a very powerful, wealthy individual who created a huge business. That's about all I knew of him at the time. And so, I mean, he's going to literally use this man to plunder from the enemy what we have sown. Nobody talks about the good things that America has done. Look at all the seeds we have sown. I, I wrote that in my other prophecy, America, America. All the seeds that we have sown are coming back to, to America. Ninety percent of the gospel that's gone out has come from America. Where are all those seeds? Nobody talks about the seeds that are to come to harvest. God's going to bring those seeds back to harvest, and he's going to use Donald Trump as part of that because he knows all these things. He's been there. He's done that. He's experienced it. He knows how to go in and get it. 
like he talks about taking the oil on some of these places, getting the money back for protecting some of these countries. See, all that money is going to start coming back. Mark, when, when you say America is not under judgment, uh, you said, what is it, the system is under judgment? Well, I, I think the systems, like the financial systems, the political systems, the immigration system, mm-hmm. all these systems of the worldly systems, because you're having this new world order starting to take effect. And that's what God's going to put a stop on in America, because America has been chosen as the launching platform for the harvest. Well, we have certainly been, many of us, crying out to the Lord for years Yes. to free us of the tyranny of, of this regime, because it, it is a regime. It's a wicked, evil regime Absolutely. That has, that has taken control of the United States of America and seeks to control the rest of the world. Yes. And they're they're committing acts of evil and wickedness. Yes, it, it, what you're seeing is the kingdom of darkness is in a political realm right now. Uh, you're seeing it. Uh, everything's being exposed right now. Um, God is using, and, and I can give signs. I, I wrote down some signs because God's giving signs everywhere right now in this, in this electoral process. Um, he, he's giving signs for who He has anointed, who He has not anointed in this hour. And I wrote down some things uh, for the people, for the, for, for the listeners, to show that he is anointed by God for this. Now, the first one is that every time this man is attacked, never in the history of politics have you ever seen someone get attacked the way this man has. But every time he's attacked, his numbers go up, the others go down, even to the point where they get kicked out of the race. Why do you think that is? That is because he is anointed. God is very serious right now when he says, do not touch my anointed. Whether you agree with him or you don't agree with him, he's still anointed by God. Don't touch him. And that's why you're seeing these people getting kicked out of the race. Even news media outlets are taking a hit because the ones who are doing the attacking are the ones who are getting hit. Because God is not playing games anymore when it comes to this. Let me ask, I'm going to bring Doc Burkhardt in mm-hmm. this conversation, Doc. Uh, does the Bible give us examples of of um, the Lord choosing and anointing men to do an assignment in his name who those men would not necessarily qualify as choir boys? Certainly. I mean, you've got Cyrus, you've got Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, you've got numerous examples in the Old Testament of God using those that we would consider outside the fold or even ungodly in some aspects. And oftentimes God is saying, like with Nebuchadnezzar, this is my vessel, this is my chosen one. Well, it's hard for a lot of modern-day believers to wrap their minds around that, but that's in God's providence, and he has a plan much further out than we can imagine. And he, he had the vision. He saw the cross in the sky, and he heard the words, conquer by this sign. And so he started whooping up everybody's butt, defeating everything, every every army. And what did he do? He established a kingdom that ended persecution against the church. And for the first time in 400 years, Christians could worship God without fear of persecution. And I think part of the trap that we kind of get wrapped up in here in North American Christianity is that we have to give candidates what we call the Christianity litmus test. You know, uh, rather than is this God's will for them? And like I said, it's hard for a lot of North American Christians to wrap their minds around God using the ungodly, uh, what we call, who, call the ungodly. Who the who church people call ungodly. Right. 
that to accomplish his plan, his purpose, and his will, because sometimes there's not a godly person that that fits the bill. Well, I, I don't know of anybody tough enough to take a beating like Donald Trump has taken a beating. I mean, they have pounded on that man. Right, and, 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 and his numbers continue to go up because of it. Yes, and it's it's like uh, I, get, I have this visual image of um, Donald Trump like a big um, – oak log hmm. and it's got you know it's got handles on it and the hand of god has grabbed those handles and it's just slamming that log into the gates of hell just knocking this thing over and uh donald trump is tough enough to take the beating and i'm talking about the beating that that god is is doing to him by using him as a as a battering ram against the the forces of evil in this country you know, in the Old Testament, the story of Nebuchadnezzar and God using him is, is a fascinating story. If you just look at Nebuchadnezzar alone and just see the process that God worked in his life to to bring him to a relationship with God. Yes. I mean, it was just amazing. In some ways, I see an analogy there with Mr. Trump in the sense we wouldn't consider him, you know, the cookie-cutter type Christian candidate. But at the same time, we're seeing a transition in him where uh, many of the values that believers hold dear, he's, you know, if you were to look at... He's the champion of those those issues. And it seems to be growing in those values. And that's, you know, that's what surprised me. I I just see so many parallels with the story of Nebuchadnezzar in the Old Testament. Mark, uh, this prophecy said, um, the Spirit of the Lord says in the next election they will spend billions to keep this president in. Is that referring to Obama? Uh, yeah. Uh, I I believe that there is a plan uh, for him to try and stay for a third term. Now, everybody says, well, he can't because of the Constitution. Well, first off, he's broken the Constitution how many times and have never stopped him. But I believe that there is a plan, but I believe at this point – now, you got to remember, this is back in 2011 – because I've written other prophetic words since then, and I, because the church has been crying out. That is the one thing they have been doing to, for God to heal the land, and God has said that I am going to heal the land on these other prophetic words that I've written. So back then, uh, at the time, he had a plan to run for a third term. I still think he does, and part of that, which is, doesn't take a prophetic voice to figure it out, is that he wants to declare martial law, in which case everything's off. And that's why you're seeing Soros bring in these agitators and, and literally try to start a civil war. Well, it's going to backfire, so I'm not too worried about it. And the other one is, is I believe Hillary Clinton is the reason she hasn't been indicted is because they're going to see that no one can beat Trump. He's going to be, he's going to have such a landslide. Nobody can beat Trump. They're going to panic. They're going to indict her at the last minute. One of the plans is, and then they're going to rally around Obama to try to bring him in for that third term. That could be possible a, a, a second one. But there's other plans that I think that are going down, and that's why. Well, and the other thing, too, is is that when you see Hillary Clinton, that's just four more years of Obama. And we really don't know how much money they are spending. Look how much money they're spending just to keep Trump out, let alone try to put Hillary Clinton in. You know what I mean? So, I mean, all this money, if you're bound by the super PACs, lobbyists, and the um, special interest groups, you are bound to the world system, period. And Trump is the only one that's not bound to that. So that is another uh, sign that basically God has chosen him. And so, I mean, uh, I think that there was a plan 
for this president to run for a third, that plan is going to get thwarted. In in my lifetime, I have never seen so many powerful people and entities unite <laughs> from different political spectrums right. to oppose one man and to openly say we will stop him. Right. They don't even hide their intention. They talk right. about how they're going to stop him, even to the point where the Washington Post published an article talking about how to stop Trump after he wins the November election. Right. And and again, you're dealing with the kingdom of darkness. And that's another sign, which I didn't write down. But the one, I want to go over a couple of these signs real quick, because every time he's attacked, his poll numbers go up, the others go down. The, the second one was Megyn Kelly. Now, I hate to bring that up, but that was a sign. And she tried to go after Trump on the first debate, which created a huge uproar. And she herself said that she was uh, picking the questions herself, investigating the questions. Well, they weren't presidential questions. They were gotcha questions. And I heard from her own mouth in an interview that that morning of the, of the debate, she got violently ill. And what you didn't see on TV during the debate is that she had a blanket over her legs and a bucket next to her, her seat in case she got sick. Well, again, God was firing a warning shot. Don't attack my anointed, period. So, and now she's talking about not even upping her contract with Fox because Fox is in such disarray over this whole thing with Trump. It's affected her career. So you're seeing this, and you're seeing other news outlets taking a hit because they have been attacking God's anointed. So that's another sign. The other one is the kingdom of darkness is attacking this man like never before, like you've just seen. This man, God is using this man to literally, he's not rattling the gates, because when you rattle the gates, you don't make entry. This man has, is literally splitting, the, splitting uh, the kingdom of darkness wide open. And God is using him as a light to do that with, because in every area that you can think of, immigration, I mean, the financial systems, the political systems, the news media, all of it's corrupt, all of it's being run and dominated by the kingdom of darkness, God is using this man to expose it. Now you go to this, another sign is the last one, is that when you go to this man's rallies, you don't see these agitators at these other rallies. You might get one or two or here for somebody, this, that, and the other. But what you're seeing happening is that the kingdom of darkness is, no, is actually noticing the authority that God has put on this man. And those are demons manifesting in this man's rallies, inside and outside. And they're talking about killing him. Right. These are demons that are manifesting. Demons recognize authority when they see it. That's why they call them agitated. They get agitated. So, I mean, they're literally manifesting in this man's I mean, uh, look, Glenn Beck talked about stabbing him. Of course, he later denied it, but right. the audio is clearly uh, says what he, he intended. He said right. the stabbing wouldn't stop. Do, uh, Ted Cruz jokingly said, yes. if I if Donald Trump was uh, behind my vehicle, right. I, I don't know which pedal I would push. I mean, this kind of talk is, is unheard right. of in right. a presidential race where people are openly talking about killing a presidential candidate. What is provoking this visceral hatred of Donald Trump? Because God is using him to literally split hell wide open and stop the, this new world order because, you know, again, they want open borders. They want free flow of people and product coming across the borders, the whole NAFTA thing, the new currency, this, that, and the other. And what God is saying is, no, I have chosen America for my gospel to go forth. I am going to use America as the hub 
by which the end-time harvest is to be launched. You know, I just thought of something. The Bible says that God establishes the borders of nations. That's true. So Satan is trying to erase borders. Yes. Borders are ordained by God. Yes. That's true. Never thought about that, Doc. Yes. And what's happening is is that the church, the church has had a good game as far as praying and interceding for the country. We've gotten that part right. What we have not gotten right is our ground game, our ground warfare. And what God is showing me is that this is all about the end-time harvest. Like it, because in the other prophetic word that I wrote, America has been chosen for the, the hub by which the end-time harvest will be launched. Like England was the hub to D-Day. So here we go with this D-Day invasion thing where you had manpower, equipment, money, uh, weapons. That's all coming to America now for the harvest to be released. America is going to be the hub for the end-time harvest to be released. And he's using Donald Trump to do that. And the reason is is because the church is behind on the ground game. So God is having to use Donald Trump to literally split hell wide open right now and expose everything until the army of God mobilizes and basically hits the beaches and begins to take ground for the kingdom of God and hold it and get a stronghold here in the last Christian nation on earth. Mark, that was the the very next thing I was going to say to you. It, It seems as though God is using Mr. Trump to do what the church has failed and neglected to do, yes, which is to attack this evil regime. Yes. It, see, the, the church has not been doing its job because there are some things in the natural that are required. Now, I always love the quote when people tell me, well, how can you be Christian, you know, uh, and vote for Donald Trump? And, you know, he's so brash. He calls names, this, that, and the other. Well, have you read your Bible lately? Jesus was, was the model that we all uh, are to live our lives by. He called people hypocrites. He called them, uh, you know, brood of vipers. I mean, he, he uh, called his own disciples cowards. Well, you, you know what? You know what? Uh, some church people would have said to Jesus, uh, "Jesus, you're not being Christ-like." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what would Jesus do? Well, he, you know, uh, picking up a whip and driving people out of the temple exactly. isn't beyond the realm of possibility. So that, that was what was my next comment was going to be. He went to the temple, he turned the tables over, and drove them out with a whip. Well, what was he saying? I mean, to turn the tables over on the corrupt, you're going to have to drive them out. And he didn't use the Word of God. He used a whip. Mark, this mm. this ministry, True News, we, we have been on the radio since 1999, and all we've ever talked about is this evil regime. Right. And the need for repentance in the land and and for the body of Christ to rise up and, and take back this country and make it a Christian nation again. That's all we've ever talked about. And our biggest frustration over all these years, has been the apathy, the indifference, yes. and the complacency in the churches. Absolutely. And you're, what's, that's why God is having to use Donald Trump to do this, to hold off those forces, to hold off the voice of Islam and bolster the voice of Christianity, because he's already said he's going to do that. The, the wall has to be built. We have to. Rick Joyner had a vision uh, two year, over two years ago where it was called the Border Wars. You guys can look it up. Maybe you guys have already seen it were that if the borders were not sealed, we would have a war in this country like the likes we've never seen before, and some of it's already starting. So the wall has to be built. We have to have borders, and these people have to be removed out of here, period, because we have to be able to get a foothold in the Christian world. They're trying to induce Islam in here and quiet silence the Christian voice. Mark, are you absolutely certain Donald J. Trump will be elected? Absolutely, yes. And you believe that this is the beginning 
of a spiritual turnaround in in the condition of the United States of America. Absolutely. America's best days are ahead of her. I'm not saying we're not going to have some issues before then because we are. There's going to be some hot spots. But just because we have tornadoes or hurricanes, America's not under judgment. Again, where's the seeds that all the good that America has done? There are countries that have done far, a thousand times worse than America ever thought about being. And the last time I looked, they're still on the map. Yeah, but they didn't have the gospel. They didn't reject the gospel. Yeah. Well, I mean, but again. We, we, have, we have a significant portion of, of the population that has openly defied God and said, we don't want you. We don't want your son. We don't want your holy book. We don't want your commandments. Right. That's a problem. Right. And But the thing is, is that, again, here we go back to the church. The reason the country's in this condition is because of the church. And we've lost our ground game. And it's time now to hit the ground. It's time to actually get out from behind the four walls of your comfort zone and hit the streets to evangelize for this end-time harvest. Now, you've got churches out there that have, what, 10, 20, 30,000 people in them? Can you imagine for one second that if you took 30,000 people, that's literally an invasion force, and hit the streets of a major city and went in there and evangelized, loving on people, praying, healing the sick, casting out demons, and locked that city down for the kingdom of God, you could turn a city around overnight. But the problem is, is getting people out from behind their comfort zone, number one, and number two, getting from out behind the four walls of the church. There's lessons to be learned in this election. Donald Trump has started an, a, an incredible movement. God's used him to, to start this movement. He's not doing it sitting behind his desk and behind four walls. He's going out and getting them, which is what we, as the body of Christ or the army of God, because they're two different things, the army of God has to do. Mark, in another uh, prophetic word that you said the Holy Spirit gave you, uh, the Lord told you that Donald Trump will um, completely remake the United States Supreme Court. Yes. You're telling us you believe the Lord has told you President Donald Trump is going to appoint five justices to the Supreme Court. That's what God has told me. Now, what I didn't realize was, because i got, I got to be honest, I didn't think that this one that was going to die was going to be Scalia. I thought it was going to be a liberal judge, not a conservative one. So, I mean, that one even caught me off guard. You know, God doesn't tell the prophetic voice everything, all the details sometimes, you know. Well, personally, I think he was murdered. Yeah. And I believe this evil regime is trying to uh, speed up its evil transformation. Absolutely, because the Supreme Court justice in some cases can be more important than the president. About a month or so ago, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich made a surprising comment on a live interview on Fox News. It went over the head of the of the Fox anchorman. Uh, he was asked, uh, you know, what explains the, the hatred of the establishment for Donald Trump? And Mr. Gingrich uh, gave his uh, his uh, analysis. But the last thing he said was, and, and Mr. Trump did not go through the initiation. He did not join the secret society. Mm. Has the Lord spoken to you anything about about uh you know, secret societies in the in the country controlling the political process? No, he has not showed me anything about that. Uh, what he has shown me is just the corruption. Um, uh, and the one prophetic word that I wrote that you have, time is up for those who are corrupt. 
And the one thing that God is doing right now that he's very serious about, it doesn't matter if you're in the political arena, it doesn't matter if you're part of God's leadership in the church, if you are corrupt, God is going to expose you himself, and he is going to remove you. Because we should be on meat and not milk at this point. Because the end-time battle has begun, and the end-time harvest has begun. And, again, we should be on meat, not milk. But if you are corrupt, he will remove you. And even to the point, there's going to be some people probably disagree with me on this. When God told me this, he said, even if it means if they stand on the way of my agenda in America, I'll remove them from the face of the earth. Now, after he told me that, within 48 hours, two people died to confirm what I heard. One was a young man from the Obama administration who got killed in a, a weird bicycle accident on a bicycle race. He went head-on with a car. And another one was a young Saudi prince. And, well, people would ask, well, what does that have to do with America? Well, first off, follow the money for the elections. They have a vested interest in our elections. So that was two signs to me that what I was hearing was correct. But I, you're also, within the next, I'm going to say by the end of the month, this whole thing with the D.C. Madam thing is coming out. Mm-hmm. You've got a guy who's fixing to give 815 names between that and that island that the billionaire had, which still has not come to fruition yet. They haven't released names down there quite yet either. That's not come to pass. I think you're fixing to see one of the biggest political scandals in American history take place, and I think it's going to change the dynamics of this political race, number one, and it will be in favor of, I think, of who God has anointed, and there's also going to be some things happen in the country as well. Um, I'm really surprised that we have not been hit yet. I think it's only by the grace and mercy of God that we haven't been on a terrorist hit. Uh, The Lord has showed me a date. Um, I'm working with some people right now that there's a possible hit coming, so people just be praying that God exposes it and thwarts it. But, uh, you know, I think between all these dynamics – I think that um, you're going to see a huge change in this process because, again, you know, uh, people like Marco Rubio, uh, they went after Trump. I mean, he, he's, I mean, he lied, he betrayed, uh, he stole. I mean, and the one thing I tell people about a betrayer, you never have to worry about like Judas Iscariot. Sooner or later they're going to hang themselves, and that's what happened to him. Uh, Ted Cruz, you're seeing a lot come out of, with Ted Cruz right now. You know, I'm a, it's not my job to tell people who to vote for. You know, God gives everyone their own free will. All I'm telling you is who God has anointed for this hour, you have to discern. And that's what the church is lacking is discernment, because the church is split on this election right now. Use discernment and wisdom. Read the signs. God is giving signs all the time in this process, but people are not reading them. Look at the signs of what's going on with Ted Cruz and his campaign right now. These character issues that have been going on. Stealing the votes from Ben Carson. Uh, all these things, all these things are not lining up. Just because this man is a preacher's son does not mean he's best qualified for the job. You know, read the signs. Uh, Mark, uh, take a moment and, and uh, read these the uh, remake of Dwight Eisenhower's D-Day speech. You changed it uh, to be an address to the body of Christ. Well, I, I address it to the army of God, because what God is doing right now and some of these other words, you'll see that he is commanding his army to get in the fight, to rise up. He's trying to mobilize his army, the ground game that we've been talking about. So basically what, what this says, uh, it's from Supreme Headquarters, Department of Spiritual Warfare is what I labeled it as, from the Supreme Commander to the army of God, Heaven's Invading Expeditionary Forces. 
It says, Apostles, prophets, evangelists, preachers, and teachers, men and women of the army of God, you are about to embark upon a great crusade toward which we have striven since all of creation. The eyes of the world and all of heaven are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brothers and sisters in arms and other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the satanic war machine, the elimination of the demonic tyranny over the oppressed peoples of the earth, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But now is the time. Much has happened since the demonic triumphs of years past. The body of Christ have inflicted upon the demonic great defeats in the spiritual and natural realms. Our spiritual offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air and and their capacity to wage war on the ground. I have given you an overwhelming superiority in weapons for your warfare and place at your disposal great reserves of trained fighting men and women from the body of Christ. The tide has turned. The free men and women of my army are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory, for this is a great and noble undertaking, and the victory is yours, your supreme commander, God. Mark, which you don't know this, but going back to early 2012, I told our radio audience that I I was discerning in the spirit realm that Satan had launched a massive military-style assault against the church. I could feel it. You could feel a shift in in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I saw it with uh, um, the, the the occult rituals on live television. Right. You know, at at the you know the halftime of the Super Bowl and Grammy the, Awards, the Grammy Awards, and uh, the Olympic Games and so forth. And you had uh, you know just very uh, dark demonic uh, ceremonies being held on on live television. But Mark, I said. A number of times, I believe God's going to launch a D-Day invasion. He's going. There's going to be a counter-offensive. <laughs> right. Wow. That's why this excites me. Wow. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what this is. This is a call to arms right now. God is saying it's time to – and we go back to the D-Day thing because, again, I, I believe it's going to come in three waves this harvest. That's what God was showing me. And that you've got the body of Christ and the army of God, and they're two different things. Think of the body of Christ basically as like boot camp. The first wave of this of this um, harvest, if you will, will be of the maturest of the mature. Because what you have, if you, if you study D-Day a little bit, you, you go back and you see that we're, uh, the, they were on the ships for three days, and these guys were seasick. And what's happening is you have a, a lot of people from the body of Christ who are on these ships. They're seasick. They're being tossed about. They don't know which direction to go in, and they're focusing on the storm. So it's kind of taking them out of the role, out of the war, so to speak. Then you've got some who have matured enough to get into the landing craft. They're approaching the beach, but they're seeing the obstacles on the beach, and they're focusing on the obstacle versus the mission. What is the mission? The mission is to hit the beaches, gain ground, move inland, and and conquer that ground for the kingdom of God and hold it at all costs. And, again, God's using Donald Trump to split hell wide open, which is supposed to be our, our, our job, but we've got to get our ground game going and He's buying time for us to get that ground game going. You know, Mark, I, I, I'll tell you, uh, personally, what, what, this, uh, what this has done for me is it's, it's caused me to um, uh, recognize that not every Christian is in the army of God. No. I just always assumed 
you know, the body of Christ is synonymous with the army of God. No. But what I'm realizing right now is, okay, if you have a nation, mm-hmm. you have the general population. Right. The the entire general population is not serving in the military. There is a called out segment of the population that's been assigned the responsibility of waging warfare in defense of that nation. Yes. That's the army. Right. right. And so the church, the body of Christ, is the general population of the kingdom. But in the body of Christ, there is a segment of the body of Christ that's been called by the commander of heaven's armies. Correct. To to be on the battlefield. To be on the front line. Be on the front line and to wage spiritual warfare. Now, for those of us who are in spiritual uniform and constantly engaged, we don't, you know, it's, it's you you kind of look back at everybody else and say, what what are you doing back there? You know, yeah, why aren't you in the army too? Yeah, why aren't fight. you in the army? Get out here and fight. Right, and it's because we're all at different spiritual maturity levels right now. And I think a lot to do with this electoral process, God is exposing things in the church. I think he's also discerning, and this is like a promotional time. Are you going to get promoted out of the body of Christ and into the army of God at but this you, time? But do you know what? Something else I just thought about in World War II, not everybody was in World War I mean, not everybody was on the front lines fighting in World War II. But back home, Doc, you know what they were doing? They were sacrificing. They were going without. Mm-hmm. They were rationing. They, and they, they were rationing. They were buying war bonds. They, up scrap metal. They were doing and, yeah. anything that they could do to contribute towards the victory. Right. Correct. So they didn't get a pass. They didn't get to sit, sit out World War II. Right. Everybody was doing something to help the troops win the war. Right. And I think what God is doing in this hour is that he's trying to call out the lukewarm Christian, if you will, or what I call the drive through Christian, where they just want to drive through and get their happy meal message. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not going to cut it in this end time right now, because you're not going to survive these end times unless you are walking uh, in a constant presence of God and in the army of God, so to speak. God's trying to mobilize his army. He's trying to get people promoted. He's trying to get you matured, get you out of the body of Christ and in the army, and take your place in that army wherever it may be. I mean, you may be called to be uh, and this is going into the uh, into a different area. You may be called to be a senator, congressperson, or a woman. It's our job as the Army of God. If you're called to that, you need to take your. You know, you're talking about uh, the spiritual principle of of uh, holding territory, occupying, and holding the territory. And you 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 quoted General Patton uh, yeah. when he when he said, "I don't like paying for the same real estate twice." Right. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, and, and you're, and that's the other thing that I wanted to lead up to, is is the leadership, because you know God's not going to put up with this corrupt leadership anymore. You're going to see, and that's the one thing that, that that Christians don't understand about Donald Trump. When you understand who and what Donald Trump is, you understand the man. He is a General Patton, he's a General MacArthur, and when General Montgomery. All these generals had something in common. And what was the one thing that always got them in trouble? It was their mouth, <laughs> because yes. they weren't politicians. These guys were created for one reason and one reason only, and that's to win. Yeah, Mark, uh, this is Doc. Um, yeah. um, I, you know, this is a pretty dramatic prophecy. These all of these together. Um, have you received any kind of backlash 
from these prophecies from Oh my not, gosh, yes. I mean, can you share with us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I the other day when Obama was trying was fixing to nominate Garland to the Supreme Court, the Lord told me, he says, I want you to prophesy this thing uh out in the open, this this uh do not fear America prophecy about the Supreme Court. Within an hour I literally got attacked so hard I unlocked my front door because I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Five minutes into that, my wife calls me and says, hey, my car's broke down. She was on the way to lunch from work. I mean, it just uh, – we got hammered. Now, the attack didn't last long, but I mean – but I've been sick for 10 years. I, I've been literally sick for 10 years. That's why I was going to Dr. Colbert. But uh, I have not been able to leave my house. Literally, God's had me isolated in my house almost for 10 years. What are you wrestling with? What, what's the sickness? Well, for four or five years, they they couldn't find anything wrong with me. I was bedridden for four or five days. I couldn't eat for four or five days. And then finally, I went to a doctor that found everything on one shot. I had a very low thyroid. I had severe adrenal burnout from the fire service, running day and night. And then I had the hormones of a 70-year-old at 43. But he left to go to a, a lucrative um, – he got a lucrative offer from Florida Hospital, and I had to go find Dr. Colbert at that point. And he took off where he left off. But I'm still not 100%. I'm still dealing with a few issues, but, you know, praise God, I'm able to do this right now. I'm able to come and, and do. But the point being is God's had me isolated for 10 years, and God is releasing upon the earth prophetic voices like myself. I'm not the only one. I don't take the glory for this. I give it all to God. But he is releasing prophetic voices all over the earth. Probably tens of thousands are hitting the earth, and all of heaven's coming with us in this end time. And he's releasing us out of these caves that we've been hidden. He's had us hidden for a reason. What's been the reaction from uh, the Christian community to the words the Lord's put in your heart? Well, actually, this is my first interview, public interview with all of this. Um, I've, this is the first time I've done this. Um, I, you know, God bless her. Mary Colbert has sent this prophetic word out to a, a bunch of people. And uh, I just love the Colberts to death. They're great people. And she says people are carrying the Trump prophecy on their phone, and I'm just getting feedback from her because I don't have a platform. Uh, this is the first platform I've had, literally right now, as we're speaking. So other than that... The, That's the, interesting. Yeah. The Lord is using True News uh, to release this prophetic word to the five world. Five-year-old prophetic word. It sat there for five years. The yeah. Donald Trump was chosen by God to be the president of the United States, and... People are hearing it for the very first time today on True News. Yes, absolutely. And But the, the feedback I'm getting back from Mary is that everyone's excited about it, that she's sharing it with. She's giving it to, I think, some big ministries because, you know, they deal with some big ministries. And uh, the feedback has been positive. Uh, I mean, not everybody's going to agree. I understand that, you know, and I'm ready for that. That's fine. Uh, that's that's their own free will to, to pick and choose what they want to believe. But, but you have to share what God's laid on your heart. Exactly. So. You know, and I, I just want people to pray about and seek God's face as to who He's anointed, and pray for discernment and wisdom in these end times because this electoral process, you know, things are about to change. I think again in the next month or so. But just discern. That's what we need the most: discernment and wisdom in these end times right now. To discern who are the sheep's in well dressed, in, or who are the wolves dressed in sheep's clothing, so to speak. Well, that's that's another thing that's happened in this campaign. Yeah, Donald Trump's candidacy has ripped the cover off of a lot of people, and they have exposed <laughs> themselves for who and what they are. Yes, exactly. And you know, Marco Rubio was one, and uh, you know, and I think it's it's beginning to happen with Ted Cruz, even among. We're seeing in you know among the political elite. We're seeing among the news media. 
Uh, we're seeing that they have been colluding and working together for years. Yes. And the Trump candidacy has forced them to come out in the open and declare that they are brethren. Right. Whether they're Republican or Democrat, they are they are brethren. They believe in this new world order. Right. And I kept I asked the Lord one day, I said, Lord, I said, why are we have control of the House and the Senate? What is going on? Why are they giving this president carte blanche? And the Lord told me, he says, it's because they're in on it. He says, they are giving him carte blanche because they're looking at Obama as the finisher. But he says, I have a plan. He says, it's not going to happen because, number one, I'm standing in the way, and I've got a man called Donald Trump standing in the way until my army mobilizes. Do do you remember several years ago the the House stenographer who who, uh, began prophesying on the floor of the House? Yeah. I interviewed her here on on this program, and her husband, uh, she – she was, of course, they took her out of the house, but she was uh, uh, she was prophesying. She said nothing like that had ever happened to her in her lifetime. But she said the spirit of God came on her. She began prophesying, and she was talking. I, you know, I don't remember the exact prophecy, but she was talking about that the Lord knew of their schemes and He was going to stop them. And He and it referred to Freemasons. Wow, wow. Yeah, I don't doubt that one bit. Well, you know, Mark, I got to tell you what what this has done for me. I, I, I mean, I've had a long, lonely road here at, at this ministry. Uh, you know, the Lord called me out of TBN in 1998 and told me to to warn America to repent, right, and to come back to Him, or this country would face uh, would it, would would suffer great woe and heartbreak and trouble. And so that's that's been our message. And over the years, things have gotten darker and darker and the church has been silent and evil has grown stronger in the land and the church has been silent and it's been it's been very depressing you know to to continue in this work wondering uh, where does this end you know i i know that there are saints who are hearing the message and responding we hear from them every day right uh and so when when Mary Colbert gave this prophecy to me that you gave in 2011, beyond beyond the the revelation that Donald Trump would be the president of the United States, what I saw in it was the Lord saying to the body of Christ, "I'm not done with America yet." No, I I'm hearing the prayers, I'm hearing the pleas of the saints who are grieving over the nation, and I'm going to give you a reprieve. I'm going to give you an opportunity. Speak for me again. Yes. That was just an amazing um, fresh breeze in my soul. Yeah, and and it's in the uh, prophetic word that you have called America, America. That exact phrase you just said. It's funny you say that. Because he's commanding his army in that prophecy to uh, to arise and take your place. And uh, so, I mean, all the stuff that we're talking about is in that one prophecy pretty much. Yeah, that prophecy says, uh, and this was given to you October 7, 2015, America, I have right. chosen you as the launching platform for the worldwide assault on the spiritually oppressed peoples of the earth. Yes. Uh, people will say how. Are we chosen? It's as if America is frozen. 
Am I not the God of the universe and of all creation? I have heard the cries of my people that have sought my face, and I will heal their nation. People will ask how I will do this. I shall do this in two parts. Now, how? what are the two parts? Well, it says, first, the Spirit of God says, The army of God, out of the darkness I command you to arise and take your place. For I have given you extra time, mercy, and grace. Go, go, go. Do not slow down. Begin uh, to take and hold your ground, for there is no more time to waste. America will once again be the great light. The enemy will say, Oh, the light, the light shines so bright, there is nothing else left to do but take flight. And indeed they will. The sign will be a mass exodus in the natural as the spiritual flee. Now, what, does that mean? what does that mean? Uh, I think it means people, as soon as he takes the oath, I think you're going to see a mass exodus south of the border. Oh, hallelujah. That'll be the sign. Okay, I hope it's the communists, the socialists. I hope they flee. Yeah, it, it's all of them. That's what he's saying right here. Oh, uh, listen, I'll raise money to help them flee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a flea fund. We will pay the relocation expenses of socialists and communists. Yeah. Leave the universities, leave the news media. Well, now Cuba's back open. They're going to do yeah, Cuba, day. yeah. We'll send them. It, it won't cost that much. Send them over to Cuba. We could just buy a boat here and run charter back and forth <laughs> from Florida to Cuba. Take all the all the American communists over to Cuba and drop them off in that wonderful Cuban communist utopia. <laughs> and Obama could maybe become the president of Cuba. There you go. And his 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 portrait could be engraved next to Che Guevara. <laughs> The second part of it says, the Spirit of God says, the gatekeeper, the gatekeeper, the President of the United States is the spiritual gatekeeper. I have chosen this man, Donald Trump, and anointed him as president for such a time as this. Can you not see this? For even in his name, Donald, meaning world leader, spiritual connotation means faithful, Trump meaning to get the better of or outrank or defeat someone or something, often in a highly public way. This man I have chosen will be a faithful world leader, and together with my army will defeat all of America's enemies in the spiritual and in the natural. You will see it manifest before your eyes. I will use this man to shut gates, doors, and portals this past president has opened. He will open gates, doors, and portals this past president has shut. My army shall not be silenced. They will begin to see he is the one I have chosen. They will begin to rally around him and keep him covered in spiritual support. And as you gain ground, they will say America is not frozen. And then it goes on and talks about the seeds that we were talking about earlier. Gentlemen, Doc, Edward, what, what are your thoughts as you listen to, to Mark? On his initial prophecy, when he said that the dollar will be at its strongest, well, we go back to what we talked about, oil, and the economics of oil. Right now, as the oil price is depressing, or if we look back in January when it was severely depressed, the dollar was at its highest it's ever been because of the petrodollar alliance. So it even even though this may have occurred back in 2011, it's it's occurring again right now. And based on what the IMF and what central bankers are planning, there's a plan to make the dollar so expensive that countries would have no choice but to decouple. So I, I think that part of the prophecy it's it's so huge, huge part of that uh, message that you uh, you wrote down. Yes, uh, and you know God. The thing about the America America prophecy, God also gives other signs. Uh, of what's going to take place. He talked about OPEC in here, actually. Um, you know, um, uh, he talked about the seeds. Yeah, I'd talk about the, the OPEC. I saw that in one of the prophetic words. What was that about? Yeah, it says OPEC, OPEC, 
take a hike, for I'm tired of your evil energy spikes. When my president takes office, you will shake and quake. You will say America no longer needs us, and that is true, for she will be energy independent from my red, white, and blue. For a sign will be given when prices go low, for a gallon of gas will be $1 and below. And what astounds me on that one is that it was, what, uh, maybe a month or so ago that Donald Trump was – so that was a sign that, was, that would be given. Mark, of course, there, there's been a lot of talk in recent years that the dollar is finished as the uh, global reserve currency, and there are powerful f- forces at work to bring it down. And I believe, I believe uh, Barack Obama is part of it, working from the inside to uh, – weaken the United States so that uh, other nations will rise up bigger and stronger. But I've pointed out in the past that the enemies, the real motive of the enemy in destroying the dollar is to cut off the flow of money to world missions. Sure. That's a I don't know if the, if the Church of God, the Body of Christ, comprehends uh, the magnitude of, of of the spiritual impact that would be felt worldwide if right. if the U.S. dollar collapsed. Right, and that's why Donald Trump's harping all the time on Ch- the Chinese devaluing the dollar because he's wanting to bring the money back to America. Because again, it takes money to move the gospel. It takes manpower. It takes equipment. It takes people. Or, I mean, you name it. Uh, food. I mean, all these things that it took. Like in England, they were they were they were storing this stuff up for the, for the D-Day invasion. It's going to be the same way here. There's going to be so much money pouring into this country, and he knows how they're trying to devalue the dollar. He knows the way around all this to stop it. And you know that's why you're seeing this kingdom of darkness trying to fight him on this mess. It's not going to work, uh, you know, because God's already spoken it. There it is. And when, when God speaks something to me, that's that's it. Well, this is a fascinating uh, <laughs> message, Doc. Uh, you know, it's being released for the first time. You know this is going to make news. Oh, yes, definitely. This program's going to make news itself. And, and we'll get the emails and we'll get the calls. And but, so, but Thank goodness Mark has a tough skin from being a fireman for all those right. years because <laughs> – Firefighters. Uh, yeah. So, but but this is going to get picked up uh, by the by the secular news media. Yes, that uh, a prophecy was was given to someone five years ago that Donald Trump would be elected president of the United States, and so uh, Mark, you you might want to get prepared. Yeah, I have been <laughs> prepared for a long time. Uh, you you may you may find yourself uh, being interviewed quite often in the days ahead. What really excites me is that the Lord is saying to us, the body of Christ, I'm going to give you a second wind. I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to get the enemy off your back because the enemy's been on the church of God intensely, intensely here in, in recent years. The persecution uh, has ramped up, the hostility. You can feel the hostility in this country towards the church. Yeah. And, and, it would be refreshing to to have a period of time once again in this country where we did not have that hostile environment Amen. on the body of Christ and on preaching the gospel and and to have a man in the White House who was actually favorable to the churches in this nation and would actually help us instead of fighting us and threatening us and plotting against us. Yes. 
I mean, it, it's been a long time since we had that kind of, that kind of president. Amen. Yeah, so, it, it's coming. Amen. It's coming. <laughs> All right. Well, my guest has been Mark Taylor. He's a retired firefighter. You heard it for the very first time here on True News. On behalf of Doc Burkhart and Edward Zoll, I'm Rick Wiles. Thank you for listening to the program today. Spread this program around. Praise the Lord. We're so grateful to be here to share the word of the Lord. Shalom, shalom, my brother and my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for his love and his mercy. That endures forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I got to share a mighty word tonight. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to go ahead and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. I want to go ahead and thank you there, Brother Body, and go into prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Just have to ask the Lord to take over and minister. Hallelujah. According to the need of his people, God, God is the only one that knows the need of his people. Praise you, Lord. I got to deliver a message tonight from the throne of God. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to pray, Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God, forgive our sin and trespasses, Lord Jesus. I help you, I, Lord Jesus. I, I, I inquire of your help tonight in Jesus' name, Lord. Forgive our sins. Cleanse and forgive our trespasses. We repent of our sins, Lord, and trespasses in Jesus' name, oh, Lord. Oh, God, cleanse our body, soul, and spirit, Lord Jesus. I ask you, mighty Lord, to minister to your people according to the need, Lord. Cover everyone listening under the blood of Jesus, every home, every life, Lord Jesus. Everyone listening, Lord. Lord Jesus, I come in agreement with my brothers and sisters that every life I come to listen tonight will be touched by you in a mighty special way, Lord Jesus. That every state, every nation listening, Lord Every state of the United States and every nation around the United States will be touched in Jesus' name. As they listen to tonight's message, Lord, I pray you, Jesus, and I ask you, Lord, that you minister to them, Lord Jesus, that the word you're going to have me deliver tonight, Lord, will be a powerful word to their life. Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God, in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, oh, God, I ask you, Jesus. I ask you, Lord, for you to minister, Lord. Cover everyone listening, their family, their home, the ear of their home, Lord Jesus. This house is my own, my family, under the blood of Jesus, the blood of, the blood of Yeshua, the bloodshed and Calvary. In Jesus' name, Yeshua and Jesus' name, we bind the storm and all hindering spirit from the from heavenly places, hell and earth. In Jesus' name, from the, we bind them, we break the work against us. In Jesus' name, Jesus and Peter. All of you on the cross, we claim what Jesus said on the cross. In Jesus' name, Yeshua and Jehoshua name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Almighty Lord, Almighty God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let your anointing, Lord, be so strong, Lord. I said, what's this afternoon? Let your presence be strong, Lord. I should touch and minister, Lord, for in Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, oh, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. If you can hear me fine, thank you, Lord. Let me know. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you can hear me clear, let me know. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Our God is so awesome. Our God is so good. Brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord. This morning, hallelujah, I was in the throne of Jesus. 
I was in the throne of heaven by the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not because I am better than anyone or because I deserve to be there, but it's by his mercy and by his grace. And what I saw there was incredible, powerful. Thank you, Jesus. I was in that throne, and in in, in I opened my eyes. Glory was so so powerful, so strong, brothers and sisters. It's, remember that I'm coming out of darkness into that glorious glory, and I can hardly look into it, brothers and sisters. But one thing the Lord allowed me to see in that throne was that people from the U.S. and the world were praying. People in different places from the earth were praying to heaven. And from heaven, from that throne, I can see that. I can see people from everywhere praying to God, praying to Jesus. My goodness, and those prayers were coming into that throne. Like, just to describe it, like missile, like lightning. Lightning is a better word. Those prayers were coming to the throne of the Lord. And, and it was so clear. You could hear people praying so so clear for, 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 for different things people were praying to God. But, you know, one thing I noticed as people were praying, and I was in the throne, and, and I could, uh, hallelujah, and I can hear, yes, the Lord said he makes a house, his house a house of prayer. Thank you for that because I've seen that, 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 that verse this week. Thank you, Lord. His house is a house of prayer. And many people have forgotten to pray. And there are many Christians not praying. I'm, I want to encourage you tonight to pray. Although I have a, another powerful message to give you tonight. Very powerful. Thank you, Lord, from the throne of God. Tidings for the people in the U.S. People in the United States need to hear this message tonight. The Church of Christ in the United States need to hear tonight's message. Because Father God is going to intervene in the election. And the next election of the United States. That's what Jesus showed me. I, I got, that's what I'm telling you. It is a power message, praise you, Lord, that it was shown to me by the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. But let me tell you what happened this morning, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. In this, in this, uh, in this morning, this morning, I was praying uh, early in the morning, one between one. Between 1 and 2 o'clock, hallelujah. And I tell you this, brothers and sisters, that I asked the Lord if he was going to take me to heaven. He said, yes, I was so excited for that. Praise you, Lord. I was wondering what was he going to show me. But I just said, Lord, show me whatever, hallelujah, you want to show me. Praise you, Lord. Let the will of God be done and not my will. Thank you, Jesus. And brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord. When I was taken this morning to heaven, I could not see up in that glory again. It was so powerful. It was so strong. But I could see all the pray, all the people that were praying from that throne and all the prayer that was, that was coming up. And, you know, that's why we cannot judge any prayer, say, oh, that prayer is too weak or when someone prays. We need to encourage people to pray because there was prayer that I found that was too short. But Jesus heard them from that throne clear. Brothers and sisters, oh, my goodness, how clear prayer comes before the throne. How clear God's people's prayer comes before the throne. This is why James says, the prayer of the righteous avail much. And that word avail is the word can't do much. 
The prayer of the righteous can do much or, or, or can do so much. The prayer of the righteous can do so much. If people knew they would pray more, they would they will not stop praying. They will pray without ceasing. That's how Jesus started, brothers and sisters. They will pray without ceasing. I'm telling you, it was incredible to see all those prayers going before the throne and watching earth from the throne. It was incredible, too. My goodness. That throne of God is so powerful. The throne of Jesus is so powerful. Praise the Lord. But I, I can see all these prayers coming through, and it was so powerful. But before this revelation, what the Lord showed me was, I saw the hand of Father God coming in this election this year, between this year and next year. The hand of Father God is going to come down on the U.S. U.S., listen careful, because before I share this, I'm going to go into the Word. Hallelujah. People need to listen careful. You can write this on stone and steel, because Father God, hallelujah, has heard the prayer of his people of the U.S. He has a lot of church over the U.S., a lot of his people over this land, his land, because the earth and everything in it belongs to God, and people have forgotten that. It doesn't belong to Washington. It belongs to God. Listen careful, because Father God is going to intervene. Obama and the people in the White House got have already someone who they want to elect for the next president. And Father God is going to change this, going to let this someone go into power. Enough is enough. The church of Jesus are praying. People have cried out from America to the throne of God, and God has said amen. Amen. That's what I was listening to this morning in heaven. When Jesus, when God says amen, I answer that prayer. I heard Jesus, amen. Your prayer is answered. So the, so the prayer that was coming to the throne, I heard when the Lord was saying, your prayer is answered. I answered your prayer. Oh, it was so exciting. So exciting. God is answering prayer. Thank you, Jesus. I, and I was in that throne, and I can hear the Lord say to people, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. God answered prayer and the prayer of the righteous, the prayer of the church. And the cry of America to God, the cry of the people, thank you, Jesus, the cry of God's people in America, God to intervene with his government, Father God has answered their cry, and he's going to intervene. Listen careful, America. Listen careful, people of the USA. God is going to put a precedent in the next election. Write it on stone, write it on steel. Write it whatever you want to write it. But you're going to see this fulfilled on television with your own eyes. God has said enough is enough. Enough is enough of this evil in the White House. God is going to intervene. That's it. This evil can go to the U.N., they can go to Europe, can go wherever he wants to go. But God is going to put his man in the White House in the next election. Father God, I saw Father God doing this. I saw God in grab this man and put him in office, brothers and sisters. And whom Father God wants in office in this next election? Oh, I, I, I cannot miss. I got to watch Fox News or CNN. I got to watch this. I'm not going to miss it. God, please don't let me miss this. Hallelujah. Don't let me miss this next election because Jesus showed me Father God intervened. When I saw Father God's head, oh, what an exciting moment this was for me. 
What an exciting moment. Father God, love his children. He has said enough is enough. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the hand of Father God. Hallelujah. He is so awesome. He loves his people. This is his nation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It was him who raised General George Washington, brothers and sisters. It was him. It was him who raised General George Washington. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It was not man. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 50. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 60. Praise the Lord. Uh, 53. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Who have believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord is going to be revealed in the U.S. in the next election. Praise the Lord. Today, today is June 31st. Write it down. Make sure you download this word tonight into your iPhone or your computer, whatever, whatever you have it. And, and keep an eye for the next election. Keep an eye. Praise the Lord. Because it's going to come to pass. The, 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 the person they want as the president is not the one God wants. And God is going to replace this person right before their eyes, and there's nothing they can do. There is nothing they can do. I saw this happen, and I marvel, oh, God. They already have the person they want. Pray, it don't matter if the person has corrected, has lied, has done anything. They want a person in the White House. But God says, no, that's not the person I want. This is the one I want. He's going to put him in there. Thank you, Jesus. It's going to be awesome because it's the one God wants, and God knows everyone's heart. God knows everyone's heart. And God is saying enough is enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Please don't guess. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Romans 13, 1. Let everyone be suggested to the government authority, for there is no authority except that witnesses of God have established. The authority says has been established by God. Our authority, our government, has been established by God. God who say will decide who's going to be in office in the White House. He, he second, he put it and he removed them too. Praise the Lord. It is God. It is God, brothers and sisters. Who decides? Psalm seventy-five, seven, and if it is God who judges, He brings one down, He accepts another one. Praise the Lord. He brings one down, He accepts another one. God is going to bring down whoever they want, and He's going to accept someone else. Praise the Lord. And it's God who's going to intervene and put in office who He wants, brothers and sisters. And I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see who God is going to put in office. Thank you, Lord. God, it's so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God, it's so awesome. Hallelujah. First Samuel 2, 7 and 8, the Lord makes it poor. He makes it rich. He brings law and he lifts it up. It is the Lord who does that, who does that says Samuel. King, hallelujah. Uh, praise you, Lord, prophet Samuel. Judges Samuel, so thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Joel 30, 34, 24 to 29, he shall break in pieces, mighty men without number, and save others. Thank you, Lord. He'll set others. Thank you, Lord. 
Praise you, Lord. They want their people. They want their their running the White House to continue the evil. God says, no, this is one I want. He's going to put someone there who's going to tell them the truth. Someone who's going to tell the people the truth. Not if someone who's going to tell them, keep lying to the economy is falling, and they want to keep telling people it's fine. Brothers and sisters, they're carrying food stamps in Massachusetts by thousands, in North Carolina by thousands, and many other states. Let me see. My wife sent me an email. Praise the Lord. Send my phone. I don't know if you want to mess with my phone now. Thank you, Lord. Praise uh, Brothers and sisters. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me see if I can get to this. Praise the Lord. Aware, brothers and sisters, in, in the state of the U.S., where they're cutting hundreds of thousands of family food stamps, Massachusetts is making them work. For the full stamp in its limited full stamp, brothers and sisters. Assistance from the government is being cut off. Government is not telling people that this economy is falling and it's falling fast. They're not telling people the truth. They keep lying to people. They can't they keep telling people and sadly many are believing the story. Things that are not true. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God says through Moses in Deuteronomy 5.15, Remember thou that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt. It was the Lord with mighty hand, brothers and sisters, who delivered Israel out of, out of Egypt. And the Lord thy God brought thee out of hands by a mighty hand and stretched out arms. Therefore, the Lord thy God commanded thee to observe the Sabbath day. Thank you, Lord. In other words, we are to commit ourselves to God. We are to commit our life to God. It is God who is running this universe. Jesus said that the Father has given him all power in heaven and on earth. All power. Thank you, Jesus. It's not the government. It's not men. It is Jesus Christ who has all power in heaven and earth. And as the, the, the bride of Jesus cry out, as the people in America cry out to God to get a hold of this government, to pull it up as we want, as they cry out for mercy, God has said, all right, I'm going to put in there the one I want to be better, that America will be better off with. Thank you, Jesus. The bride of Christ is still on earth. The rapture has not happened yet. It won't happen soon. It not happened yet. Still Christ. The righteous, the righteous is the one being cleansed with the blood of Jesus through repentance. Those that are repenting, those that are crying out to God, God is hearing their prayers, and God is answering their prayer. As I saw the morning, this morning in heaven, God answering people's prayers. Some were doing short prayer, some other were doing long prayer, but God can hear all the prayer clear from this throne. And I saw when he was answering prayer. He said, I answer your prayer. Oh, that was so awesome to, to hear from the throne. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Have mercy and do it forever. Deuteronomy 9, 26. And I pray unto the Lord, says Moses, and said, O oh Lord God, destroy now thy people and thy inheritance. Thou hast redeemed through, the greatness, through thy greatness whom thou hast brought out of Egypt 
by a mighty hand. Thank you, Jesus. Our mighty hand of God never failed. It never failed. I saw when the mighty hand of God came from, from, from heaven and went into the White House, and he pulled an offer whoever he wants. It is God who's going to establish the next president and the, and the next election of the United States. This election, it will be God who will establish the man that he wants in the White House, the next president. That was shown to me by Jesus Christ. I saw the hand of God doing this because the people in America have cried out to God, cry out to our Father in heaven, to enter being, to do something. And Father God, hallelujah, do something. Praise the Lord. All these people, hallelujah, in the White House now is not going to get away with what they have done and what they think they've got planned for the next president because they already have someone who they want to set in office as a commander in chief. But God, God, Father God, he's going to come down, and he's going to set in there who he wants, and no one can stop it. No one can stop him. Praise you. I, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for what God is going to do in the next election. I want to see it on television. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 11.2. Consider this day, for I speak which I have neither known nor seen, the chastisement of the Lord your God. His greatness, his mighty hand, and his stretched out arm. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when you have seen the stretched out arm of the Lord, when you have seen the mighty hand of the Lord, you know that God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you know that God doesn't fail you. And when he stretched out his hand to do something, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. People have been praying for too long. For eight years, America has been suffering. Praise the Lord, but not no more. God has decided to change it. Praise you, Lord. Eight years of suffering. Deuteronomy 32, 39. You know, back in the nine. Praise you, Lord. When brother, uh, back in two, in two, before the second turn of this man in the White House, if we can call it a man, Brother Larry told people that he will be, uh, he will be an officer for a second time. And a lot of people say, no, he won't, because we're not going to vote for him. He will not be in office for a second time. And Father God has given Brother Larry a letter to a lot of listeners of the Lord Tower. If someone who has this letter still on their computer can find it, please send it back to me. Mine is one of the high drives I have. Praise the Lord, and I don't know which, and I have a lot of information. If you can find this letter, brothers and sisters, please, brothers and sisters, Email me this letter. Brother Larry sent it to a lot of people. I know I have a copy somewhere, too. Praise you. But back from 2012, early 2012, where Father God showed him that Obama will be enough for two turns, then he will go to the U.N. and then go to Europe from there. But God was going to put someone in office after that. Thank you, Lord. Someone of Father God. And when Jesus showed me this, I it was incredible. What a mighty confirmation this was. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for his, for his mercy. Deuteronomy 32, 39. Be, behold now, for I, I am he, and there's no God with me. I kill, and I give life, says the Lord. I wound, and I make whole. Neither is any that can deliver out of my hand. Oh, man, that is a powerful word. That's the Lord speaking there, brothers and sisters. He kill, he kill, and he give life. 
no one else. It is him only. Thank you, Lord. It is him. He's in control, brothers and sisters. He killed and he gives life. No one can stop him. Absolutely no one. Joshua 4.24. That all the people of the world may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty. That ye may fear the Lord. A lot of people, hallelujah, need, sometimes need to see the hand of the Lord to fear the Lord. And they will. They will. Praise you, Lord. But this suffering is going to end. This, this punishment of the wicked one in, in office is going to be out. The Lord's going to put someone there. Praise the Lord. The Lord's going to take his children home to the Lord. But God mercy will be back on, this, on the land again. And that's what the people had asked God. And he's answering their prayer. That they may feel the Lord your God continuously, says in the Bible. Praise the Lord. First King 8.15. And he said, Bless the Lord God of Israel. Speak with his mouth unto David, my father, and how will he can fulfill it? Fulfill his say, saying. Everything he said to David, according to Solomon, God fulfilled each of those words, brothers and sisters. He fulfilled each of those words. This word that I'm giving you tonight, God is going to fulfill it. God is going to fulfill his word. He decided to show me, to give me what he did, or what he's going to do. And he's going to fulfill it, brothers and sisters, in the eyes of everyone. So they will know that the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Jesus, hallelujah. Our God is awesome. Second Chronicles 30, 12. And the hand of God was on Judah, so that he gave them one heart to, the, to do the commandment of the king and the ruler according to the, to the word of the Lord. The hand of God can be on your life of judgment, but it also can be on your life of blessing. It can be on your life for you to keep a commandment. Isn't that awesome that you can have the hand of God in your life to keep his commitment. Pray. I, I want that. I want the hand of the Lord for me to keep his commitment. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Job twenty-seven, eleven. I will teach you what is the hand of God, the Job. And I will not conceal that which is but the Almighty. So the, what is in the hand of God is a blessing. It can be a judgment, but it also can be a blessing. And, and, and Joel said to his people, his generation, I will teach you what is in the hand of God. We need to learn what is in the hand of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, what is so awesome. Psalm 147 says, Let the high act of God be in, the, in their mouth and the two-edged sword in the other hand. Praise you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, David is so awesome. Shalom, dear sister. Now, David is so awesome. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes uh, 2.24. There is no profit to men, but he eat and drink in the light of his soul with the profit of his labor. I saw also this. That is what's of the hand of God, even to eat or to enjoy what you have is also out of the hand of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. God promised that he's going to get us out of here. He will, sister. Trust the Lord. Trust his word. Trust his promise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ecclesiastes 5, 5. Suffer now thy mouth to make thy flesh to sin. Neither say before the angel that it is, that, that is an ignorance. 
Wherefore, God to be angry by the voice and destroy the work of thy hand. So be careful what you say, hallelujah. You want the hand of God to be in your life of blessing. Isaiah 37, 20. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdom of the earth may know that the Lord are only the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord God, mighty hand. Isaiah 41, 10. Fear thou now, for I am with thee. Be not afraid, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will sustain thee with the right hand of my justice. Oh, man. Thy hand has wrapped in it, but it also has justice in it. Thank you, Lord. To do what is right. The hand of God can be in a life to do what is right, to sustain that with the right hand, too. To sustain us, to strengthen us, to help us. That's the part I say. Oh, that must have been such an awesome Bible study, I say. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 51, 22. Thus say the Lord God, even the God that pleaded the causes of his people, behold, I have taken out of thy hand the cup of trembling, even the dregs of the cup of my wrath. Thou shalt drink, drink it no more. Isaiah 52, 3. Thou shalt also be, be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, in the royal them, in the hand of thy God, says God here. Thank you, Lord. God can make us to be a blessing. Hallelujah. God can make us to be a blessing, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. To, to anyone else, his hand can be in our life to make us to be a blessing. The Father God has heard the prayer of his people. Jesus Christ has been interceding for his people in America. Although he is for everyone around the world, too, who cry out to him and repent of their sins. And God. It's going to put his hand on the next election. The man he won in office. Not the one Obama and them won. But the one he won. They already got, they already won someone who they want to put in office. Oh, but Father God says no. Oh, no, no, no. It's the one he, God wants that is going to be in office, brothers and sisters. It's the one Father God wants. He just showed me. I saw Father God him grabbing this man and placing him into office. In the next election, praise you, Lord. It will be the hand of God who will, who will make this come to pass, and you give glory to God when you see it happen. Give glory to God or glory to him, because that's been the prayer of God's people that have made Father God move on the behalf of, of the church in America. Those have been crying day and night before God, praying to God to intervene, to correct this government, to intervene in this next election. Has been people crying out to God for God to help America, for God to bless America. And Father God has heard the prayer of his people in America. And he's going to answer them. Of course he's going to answer them. I heard this morning when Jesus was answering people praying the throne of God. Oh, what a glory in that throne. Hallelujah. As he said, I answer your prayers. I heard Jesus said, oh, man, that was so precious. So precious answering people's prayer, coming out from every, everywhere on the earth, people from America, praying to God. And those prayers were going to the throne like lightning, clearly. Clear you can hear this prayer in the throne. My goodness, that God is mighty, and he can do all things, can make all things possible, because all things are possible with God, brothers and sisters. Thou not your God, 
Thou art not your Savior, your Lord Almighty, who is at the right hand of Father God. He loves us. He interceded for us day and night. He interceded for his bride. He interceded for his people day and night, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. He does justice before his people. His mighty hand of justice is coming over America in the next election. And he's going to place the man he wants in office. Not the one day one, but the one for the God ones. Which America will be better off for everything God wants for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, what a great God we serve, brothers and sisters. My goodness, our God is good. And his love endures forever. His mighty hand will be shown in this next election, brothers and sisters. People are going to see mighty God's hand in the next election. Why? Because people have been praying. People have been crying out to God. Thank you, Lord. And God has said enough. Enough. People have been suffering. People have been going through so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But they've been crying out to God. They've been crying out to the Creator. And God has heard their prayer. God has heard their cry. Thank you, Jesus. He has heard their cry from the throne. And he had the, hallelujah, he has said he's going to answer their prayer. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to answer their prayer according to the cry, according to his great mercy. He's going to answer people. He's going to give them according to his great mercy that endures forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. What a mighty God we serve. What a great God we serve, brothers and sisters. He is such a great God. He is such an awesome God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. The righteous will cry out to him, and God will hear them. Thank you, Jesus. Then he will answer them. Praise you, Lord, because he loves them. He loves them. It was him that chose us. Chosen us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It was him that chose us before we chose him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. James says in 3.17, even so the faith, if I have no work, it is dead in itself. Praise you, Lord. The prayer that was going on by faith. But so many might say, thou hast, thou hast faith, and I have work. Show me thy work. Out of thy, show me thy faith out of thy work. And I will show thee my faith by my work, says James. Thank you, Lord. Thou believe that hallelujah, there is one God, thou do well. The devil also believeth and trembles. Thank you, Lord. But with thou understand, O thou obey man, the faith which is without work is dead. Hallelujah. Was not Abraham our father justified through work? When he offered Isaac his, his son up on the altar. See that thou now that faith brought with his work. And through the work was the faith made perfect. Or even our faith can be made perfect, brothers and sisters. A lot of people don't believe that. Our faith, brothers and sisters, can be made perfect by the things we do by faith. The things we do by faith can make our faith stronger and our faith can become perfect. Oh, that is so awesome. I love the work of God. Thank you, Lord, the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 23, James 23. The scripture was fulfilled, 
which is Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. He was called the friend of God. That Abraham believed God so much. His faith was so founded in God. Such a great foundation of God that God called him his friend. Why? Because, man, this man didn't see anything, and he believed. God said, he's my friend. This is my friend. This, this guy, this, 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 this son of mine, he believes. He's my friend. He's my friend. I'm going to call him my friend because he believes. Oh, God is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. God called him his friend because he believes. He believed. He believed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 24. You see then how the, how the, how the work of men is justified. And not of faith only. Thank you, Lord. Like what also was not Rehab, the heart that justified through works. When she received a messenger and sent him out another way, she received the messenger how that Joshua sent to spy the land. Praise the Lord. And knowing that they could be killed, she, she went and moved, knowing that they had a greater God than she did. And that their God was so powerful, he was going to destroy the, the whole town. She believed that the God they were fearing, the God they were serving, Rahab believed that God could destroy the whole country. So she said, oh, no way, I got to help this man. Pray, I got to help him. Praise the Lord, because I'm going to be dead too. <laughs> I'm going to be dead too. Praise the Lord. So she believed. She feared. She feared God. Thank you, Lord. And God have mercy on her soul. God have mercy. For as the body without spirit is dead, even so faith without work is dead. That, hallelujah, cannot be disputed. Brothers and sisters, that is so true. Faith is a foundation where you can I always, hallelujah, go to come to God by faith. Praise you, Lord. And believe God this morning. As I, became, as I came to the Lord in prayer, my prayer time early in the morning, I began, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, I began to repent my unbelief and my doubt. You see, when God made us in the garden, we didn't have the trouble with, we didn't have no problem with doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief, Adam and Eve had no problem with. They have the blessing of just believing God's faith. They have the blessing of just believing my faith. The devil cannot hinder them unless he had an open door to their life. Cannot hinder their faith. You see why we need to repent all, all sin, even in our sleep? Can leave an open door to the devil to hinder our walk with God. Then come and plant a doubt and unbelief in our life. And a lot of people, the devil have planted great tree of doubt and unbelief, and they, have, they don't even notice. The tree's already given out fruit. Brothers and sisters, all kinds of fruit in their life are down and unbelieving. They don't even know it. Rebuke that tree. Ask God to jank out those tree from the root out out of your life. Thank you, Lord, that so you will have no doubt and no unbelief in your life. Walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Repent down and unbelief. And watch God and pray. And watch God work in your life and ask Him. To increase your faith. What is faith? Now faith is the ground of things which are hoped for, which are hoped for, and the evidence of things which are not seen. Thank you, Lord. 
the evidence of things that are not seen. In other words, they are real. The things that are not seen are real. Have a foundation in God because God is a spirit. Jesus is a spirit. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. Also, Jesus can be liberal, is liberal in his spirit too. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is so awesome. But the foundation of all creation is by faith. And it's spiritual from the unseen. From the unseen. Praise you, Lord. From the unseen, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. God created everything that we see. So you see that faith is more, more powerful than everything we can see. Why does God want us to walk by the thing we don't see? By faith. Thank you, Lord. Why the Father God, why did Jesus Christ wants us to walk by faith? By the things we don't see. Because the things that we don't see, out of the things we don't see, all the things that we see were created out of. Can you see that? Oh, I thank you, Lord. I hope God is helping you to understand the word. Out of the things we don't see, everything that we see, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Out of the things we see, God created everything. Praise you, Lord. God created all the things we see, all the things we believe, all the things we touch. Praise you, Lord. So if someone were have to tell you that everything that you see is not real, would you believe them? I ask you this question today. I ask you this question tonight. Praise you, Lord. If everything you see, someone will tell you that it's not real. Praise you, Lord. Would you believe them? Praise you, Lord. You will have a tough time believing it. If you're not walking by faith, this is why we need to walk by faith. Then believing that God is the Spirit, you will have no trouble, brothers and sisters. You will have no trouble believing it. Praise you, Lord, because God is the Spirit, and it was God that spoke the word and made the earth, made the heaven and the earth. It was God who spoke the word, not seeing word, and made the heaven and the earth. But how do we know the word unless it was written on the paper for you and I to see Praise you, Lord. But you see, because we see the word, we believe. This is, this is one of the problems people have. They have to read the Bible to believe. Faith was first in the word. The word spoken out of faith. Oh, this is going to have a lot of people thinking now. Hallelujah. The word was spoken out of faith. So faith was first. So how is it that you need to see to believe? Oh, we walk now. We walk by faith, not by sight. The Bible says, "God is teaching us to practice in our life every day. Live by faith, speak by faith, claim it by faith, pray by faith, seek it by faith. Believe that you're going to receive it by faith, because God is going to bring it to pass in our life. He is going to make it happen, because all things are possible with God." I thank you, Jesus. Go, God is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Verse 2, 11, 2. For by, by it, the ancients were all reported of. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Again, Hebrew 11, 2. Hallelujah. I'm going to post it there. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is so awesome. He is so great. He, hallelujah. He is such a great God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For, for, 
by a thank you Lord. Our, our, our angels were all reported up. See, all the angels of God, angels of God were all reported up. These these were very old. These angels are very old. And they also work by faith. God created them. And they all work by faith. They was reported that they all work by faith. Hallelujah. This is how their their life was when they were made, when they lived for God. These ancients, hallelujah, they, they, they weren't about by faith. They weren't about their life by faith. They lived by faith. Everything they did was by faith. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 3. Through faith we understand that the world was ordained by the word of God, so that the things which we see are not made of the things which did appear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Faith is so powerful. Faith is so powerful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Through faith we understand that the world was ordained. Everything that in this world, I mean, world galaxy. In, the, in our galaxy, everything was ordained. Where the moon is, where the sun is, God ordained them to be there. And all those scientists are saying that the sun is dying, it is not true. So that's, this is why in the scientific community, there are so much disagreement, brothers and sisters. Because some science disregard the theory that the sun is dying. Sun is very old. It's billions of years old, according to them. The sun, our galaxy, is billions of years old. And it has been all this time, all this time, the sun, hallelujah, has been putting out light. Billions of billions and trillions, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Without failing one day, see, if the sun had broken down one day, I would believe what they're saying. If they can prove to me that 10,000 years ago, the sun stopped giving out the light, that the sun had a malfunction, that something broke inside the sun, not to give out the light. They said it's a huge planet star, it's a huge star. With billions of gas, or trillions of gas, like nuclear weapons always going up, going up inside the sun, they say. But no science can prove to me that the sun has ever malfunctioned or that I ever ran out of gas. I can prove to you that main creation, like the car, runs out of gas. But they cannot prove to me that God creation has ever run out of gas. <laughs> Let's compare. Let's make the comparison. Let's see. God creation nothing run out of gas. But man creation, cars, you have to always be putting gas. I, I have to go to the gas pump at least once or twice a month. Brothers and sisters, it runs out of gas. The sun doesn't run out of gas. The sun is always putting out his power without any problem. Do you see that everything that God made is perfect? That's why when in the millennium, was shown to me the cord 
They're going to be made by angels and redeemed. They never need gas. And they're not, they'll never stop running if you don't want to. And nothing happens to them. They can run for a thousand years more without any problem. Praise the Lord. And they're going to use steels to make them. You're going to see them work in the, in the cars. And with the voice of a car, as they develop this car, like a 1957 Chevy, they're going to make it just like that. I want to have a 1959 or 1957 Chevy. They're going to make me a 1957 Chevy. My car will never need gas. It will never need water. And it will always run without any problem. Now, you explain that to me. With the wisdom of God, they can make this with the same steel we have today. They can make a television that will never need a wire going through it. And always run. They can always project information without any problem. Now, with God, knowledge, and wisdom, nothing ever needs maintenance from man. But everything that man made breaks down in, in its high maintenance. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I remember when I was taken to the millennium, and I saw one of the air conditioners that was running in a multiple uh, condominium place, community. And I went into one of the condominiums, before I went in, I look at the air conditioner that was made by Redeeming Angel, and I'm looking inside. The cover of the conditioner was metal, just like the metal we use today, okay? Very, very fine metal. It looks like it has fan inside because the air was blowing. Looking at the inside, I'm looking at the detail. It didn't need all the electricity we need today. It was it, it, it was self-sustained, and it, and it seems to me, with what I was looking at, that I would never need repair. And never, you never need to call an angel to come and repair. <laughs> you never need to bother anybody to call them on the phone and say, hey, this AC just broke down on me. Come and fix it. You're not going to have that problem. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Okay. That, that is a good question. Why would you need that condition on the millennium? What, what about if you want to have it? Why would you need a car if you want to have it? I want to have a car. If someone says to me, why would you need a car when you can fly? I want to have a car. Is that a problem to you? I want to have a car. Thank you, Lord. Whatever people want to have, they can have. It's like, I remember, I remember, praise the Lord, uh, Brother Larry asked the Lord, why do people need to eat meat in the millennium? And the Lord simply just asked him, they want to eat meat. I'm going to let them eat it. Simply. Simple. He, he, you're not going to go to the Lord and say, oh, Lord, I, I want to eat some chicken today. And the Lord is going to say, oh, you're not killing chicken in my land. The Lord's not going to say that to you. You want to eat chicken, go ahead and eat it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, people Wants to have stuff. Today, people have stuff that they don't need. I bet you I can go through your house and show you things in your house that you don't need. I can show you that you don't need that. Why do you have it? You're going to look at me and say, I want to have it. I want to have it, Brother Elvis. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's why people can have it. They want to have sports. They're going to have sports. Praise you, Lord. Whatever they want to have, God is going to allow them. Praise you, Lord. The only thing I saw that was illegal that were making was alcohol. People wanted to drink alcohol. 
and they were making it illegal, and they got arrested. Praise God. Jesus is going to be the law. Jesus is going to be the law, brothers and sisters. There are things people are going to want to have that God is not going to allow them to have it. But there are other things they want to have that God will them will allow them to have it. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But faith, brothers and sisters, is so powerful. When you get into faith, careful, you ask the Lord to show you. You're going to see things there. Look what it says in, in uh, Hebrew 11.3. After it says that uh, through faith, what we understand that the world was obeyed by the word of God, so that the things which we see, the things we see, says, says uh, the writer of the Hebrew, are not made of things which did appear. Thank you, Lord. It's not for you. In another word, it is not for us to have faith on the things we see. Because none of the things we see made anything that appears to be. It's what the word is teaching us. Are not made of the things which appear to Lord. They did, no one had made the things that appear. God did. So they were made by faith through God. It was God that made them. It made them for men to enjoy them. Get made them to give it to men. Eternal life is a gift from God. God wanted to give men that gift. And he, he planted in the garden. They could eat of the tree, hallelujah, a good and evil, or the tree of life. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. They could eat it out of the tree of life. But you see that what the devil interfered, the devil interfering in the garden, did not let men think about enjoying the tree of life. Or oh, men did not took the time to ask the Lord to eat out of the tree of life. Twelve fruit, one fruit per month. Hallelujah. So, thank you, Lord. They could eat out of the tree of life. Praise you, Lord, and live forever. But after they sinned, God said, nah, no, I'm not going to let them. See, Adam did not make it to one day of the Lord, 1,000 years. But Jesus Christ, in his love and grace and mercy, is given us to live 1,000 years to reign with him on earth for 1,000 years. Brothers and sisters, the millennium. Thank you, Lord. We are going to enjoy that 1,000 years with Christ, brothers and sisters, because of his love and mercy. Hallelujah. After the millennium, brother, no, after the millennium end, then comes the white throne judgment. Praise the Lord. Those that are going to eternity are going to eternity. And those that are going to the lake of fire, hallelujah, going to the lake of fire, the white throne judgment. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a great sacrifice and king, by which he obtained witness of he was righteous. God testified of his gift, by which he also, being there, yet speaketh us. We have one, we have this, I have one question in a Bible study. Who's able, which sacrifice was right to, to give unto God? Who taught him, which sacrifice he should offer unto God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Who taught able, what offer? Or what sacrifice he should offer them to God? Because they did not have a manual of, the, of what type of offering or how to go about the offering. God gave Moses, through Moses to the Jewish people, 
the teaching of the sacrifice, how did you make sacrifice? Adam never made a sacrifice. Brothers and sisters. Adam never made a sacrifice. He didn't have to. Because the Lord was a sacrifice. He was already there. Thank you, Lord. The Lord was a sacrifice. He was already there. It was God. It was God that taught him. You see, because we have to seek God about everything. Brothers and sisters. Remember, remember what the Lord says to Jeremiah. When Jeremiah was in prison, and he didn't know how to get out of prison. And God says in Jeremiah 33, he called unto me, and I will show you, I will show you things that you know, uh, uh, hearing things that you not know of, Jeremiah. Jeremiah has no idea that part of there. And God says to call unto him. That's what everyone needs to do. That's why we read about the, the, the sacrifice that Abel offered unto God. Hallelujah. That the sacrifice was greater than Cain because he was obedient. He was already walking with God. Walking with God. Abel was walking with God. Brothers and sisters, that was the difference. You walk with God, you know, you know what to do because the Lord will teach you what to do. That was the difference between Abel and Cain. Cain offered whatever he, whatever. Abel knew exactly what would please God. Praise the Lord. Abel was a type of Jesus. Jesus knows exactly what pleases God. Jesus knew exactly what pleases God. This is why when John the Baptist tried to stop Jesus, from baptizing him, Jesus said, let all justice be fulfilled. Don't stop this from happening. Because Jesus knew exactly that this is what the Father wanted for him to be baptized in the river Jordan. So Jesus was always seeking to do the will of the Father. The will of the Father I seek to do, he said. He was always seeking to please God. He's always walking in obedience to God because he was in relationship with God. That's how Abel knew what sacrifice will be pleasing unto God because Abel was in communion, which means communication with God, daily communication with God. And he knew exactly, and if he didn't know it, no problem. Lord, what should I He was. So he will pray. He would have asked God and said, God, you know, Lord, uh, what do you want me to offer? So, Thank you, Lord. And the Lord would have revealed to him or tell him, my son, if you offer this, will be pleasing unto me. Okay, Lord, that I will do. That I will do. Thank you, Lord. Then that God told Moses, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go so they will come to this mountain, worship me, and make offering unto me. See, it's God a leader. It's God that teaches us. Brothers and sisters, it is God, our teacher, our rabbi. That's what he wants to teach us, for us to ask him, for us to come to him. He can reveal to us, he can teach us the things that are pleasing to him. And then we're not struggling. The reason we struggle so much is because we're trying to figure out in our own life what is pleasing unto God. In our own walk, well, I know if I do this, I'm going to please God. But have you asked God? That says word says, see, you want to know what is pleasing unto God? Go into his word. Look at the life of Jesus. 
What did Jesus do? Things in our lives that are not in the Bible. I'm going to repeat that again. Listen careful. There are things that goes on in our lives today that are not written in the Bible. Specifically, brothers and sisters, specifically. Because everything in this world, Jesus told me, is in his word. Nothing if you cannot see them. Well, you need to pray and ask the Lord to show them, to show them to you. You say, Lord, I'm going through this in my life. Please, Lord, reveal to me in your word where I can find the solution to this problem. I'm going to share something that is going to blow your mind quickly, quickly, quickly. The Jewish people knows how to make money and how to become millionaire and billionaire. How do they know it? It's in the word of God, specifically how to. Can everybody find it, Brother Elvis? No. Because you have, you really have to commit your life to it, to God's word. And the Lord can show it to you. The Lord can show it to you. There are things in the word of God. This rabbi, there's a couple rabbi or more in Israel. They're, all they do is they're locked up in a basement, in a scientific basement in Israel. And all they do, all they do is read the Bible. They don't touch any material and they don't come. They don't go out to the population either. Spend all their life in that science basement. And all they do is read the Bible, and God shows them in the Word new weapons, new sensor, new this, new that. And they tell the engineer, and the engineer takes the Word that they write down, what they get out of the Bible, and they go and make the weapon out of it. Iran and all these countries, they want that intelligence. They don't have that. Because only God can show it to you. I asked the Lord about these wisdom that these rabbis have, and the Lord confirmed it to me and said, yes, I am the one that shows it to them, he says to me. And he was laughing about it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, my goodness, Lord. I remember that time when the Lord turned that to me. I, I kept asking the Lord. I wanted to know for months if that was for the Lord, because I knew it has to be the Lord. He said, yes, that is I. And it's in my word. You know it's in God's word. But see, it's for the purpose that they pray for and they ask for. They ask so Israel will be protected from their enemy. And God gives the wisdom, the knowledge, and revelation for them to use it for the protection of the Jewish people. There is so much, so much, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's so much. God raised America. God raised America to protect the Jewish people. God blessed America to bless America through Israel. Israel is God's blessing to America, but not just to America. Israel is God's blessing to the world. president we have has been against Israel for a long time. But God is going to put a man in office who will not be against the Jewish people like this man is, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is going to answer his bride in America who still on earth, their prayer, and put the one he won in office in the next election. If you haven't heard the, the beginning of this program, but God, what Jesus revealed me, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. God gave the world Israel. And Netanyahu was talking about that the other day in his speech. God gave the world Israel. 
and all many nations that have rejected Israel have not prospered. Those that have hold on to the hand of Israel and have helped Israel to go through the struggles and everything they have gone through have been blessed. And one of them is America. America has been blessed because they have blessed the Jewish people. And as long as they continue to do that, America will be blessed, will be a blessed nation. Yes, this economy is not doing good, but God can turn it around any day, brothers and sisters. God can turn, this this economy is going to fall. I'm not lying to you. Jesus has shown this to me. It's going to fall. Turn anything around. I remember when I said to, to the Lord, when he told me judgment was coming to America, if people repent, Lord, can this judgment be stopped? He said, yes, God can repent of the judgment he already declared. If people will repent of their sins, brothers and sisters, if people will repent and America will repent and turn back to God, God can stop this and, and continue to give America years of prosperity upon the earth and continue to make this nation powerful. Hallelujah. He will continue to make this nation powerful if this nation turns back to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Repenting is so important to God. Praise you, Lord. But God, the Lord still has his church in America. It's something that a lot of people have forgotten. There's a lot of fearing, God-fearing people in this nation. And as long as the Lord has these people here, and his spirit is, his spirit is upon their life and their family, cry out to God for justice, God is going to do them justice, brothers and sisters. Regardless of what people think or what people say, I am telling you, a lot of people know that this nation should have been destroyed a long time ago. But because people pray, hallelujah, people pray and people repentant, God have mercy on America and have continued to bless America. I remember when Jesus revealed to me, I will answer your question in a minute. When Jesus revealed to me, the stock market would have been down years ago. But the Lord Jesus kept putting billions of dollars into the stock market. I mean, even the federal, wow, like, they were reported, were questioning the Fed, where did all this money come from? And they said, well, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. It just made a turn. The market just made a turn. Praise the Lord. So the Lord can keep the market running forever if he wants. He has the power. And who can stop it? Praise the Lord. And he has done this for his children. I remember when the Lord revealed this to me. It is for my children. Praise the Lord. It is not for America anymore, he revealed to me. It's for my children, he says, in America, which is a, it's a difference. Where the government and the government has turned against God, brothers and sisters, the people of America, the people in America that cry out to the Lord and serve the Lord with all their heart and seek the Lord daily and repent their sins, those people are God's people. So for those people, Jesus has been kept the stock market running. And how, how many experts have said, oh, the stock market's going to fall? Back in 2008, 2009, Glenn Beck said, oh, the stock market cannot go on after this year. I have spoken with all kinds of experts around the around United States, and they told me there is no way the market can, can keep going after 2009, he said, 2008, 2009. And then the Lord spoke to me. 
I am the one that keeps the stock market running, going. I kind of saw his hand in the spirit, poof, to the stock market. And the next day, the media and the federal and everyone, what happened? What is it turning around for? Oh, the our God is gone. That our God is God. He can do all things. And he says, for my children, my children are still here. Can you can you imagine? The Lord says, my children are still here. He has not taken us home. So what do you think? He's going to let us stop for hunger? He's going to let us go hungry when that's not his promise to us? That's not his promise to us. We can go to the Lord and pray and say, Lord, not what you promised me. Lord, what do you mean the stock market falling, Lord? So that means I'm not going to be able to buy milk for my children, Lord. That's not what you promised me. The Lord is going to say, yes, my son, you're right. That's not what I promised you. So he keeps the stock market running. Because i got to be able to buy milk for my children. Because the Lord promised that to me. That if I seek him, if I serve him, hallelujah, he will keep everything I need going. Praise the Lord. And he has. He has not failed me. He has not failed his children. Thank you, Lord. Question is, hallelujah, will, uh, will the people of America, or will America come back to God? According to what I saw Father God do, the hand of God, putting in the next election, the men he wanted there, I believe it's the mercy of God being extended to America, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. That's what I saw. That's what I saw. That's what I saw. The, the hand of God uh, going to the White House and putting there the man he wanted. They already had this woman they want, Hillary Clinton. Hallelujah. They want Hillary Clinton in office. They know that what she said was not right. Do they care? Do they care? They said, they said she got 50% of the vote. They, she got 50% of the vote. And, and, and Obama then is supporting her. And they want to put her into office, no matter what. They don't care if she lies. She, she she put every all the soldiers in jeopardy. She put out all this information that she wasn't supposed to put in a public email with this classified information. She put she put the, the, the life of other people in danger overseas. Does she care for that? No one ever done such a thing this this way. The way she did. And she knew what she was doing. She had the brain to think about it. Praise she Lord, but she didn't care. And you think Father God is going to step for her to go into office? Sit back and watch her be put into office? <laughs> Not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Uh-uh. He's going to put the men he wanted in office, and that's it. I saw his hand grabbing this man and put him in there. You're the one I wanted in, and that's it. Why he's doing it? Because the bride of Christ in America. People crying out to God. People praying. To God every day, repenting the sins. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. So I cannot wait. I cannot miss the next election. I hope I'm still alive. Everything is fine in my life. I don't get sick that day, but I cannot watch television. Praise you, Lord. Because I need to watch the next election. I need to stay up and watch what Father God is going to put it to office. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to be jumping in my bed up and down. I say, see, Father God put it the one he won into office. And not the one they want, and watch their face, watch them trying to do whatever they can, but they're not going to be able to, to try to put the one they want. Good luck. <laughs> because it'll be falling hard putting the one he wanted into office, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. 
And you can download this message, put it on your iPhone or your computer, and remember it, the Lord, hallelujah. And we'll be here, yes. Yes, we'll be here, definitely we'll be here. I cannot miss this. Well, I got to watch it from heaven, sister. If, 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 if the rapture happened and we're not here, I got to watch it from heaven. I cannot miss this because it will be mighty hand of mighty God doing this. And I cannot, I saw it and I got very excited. And I'm so excited about this. So you're telling me we're going to be raptured. It's going to make me sad a little bit now. You're going to make me sad. Because in heaven, I'm going to have to ask the Lord to let me watch this. And the Lord may say, no, the business I earned is not concerned to you now, my son. I can hear the Lord already. The business going on on earth, my son, is no business to you. Let it go. Let it go. You got so much to do up here. Praise the Lord. So praise the Lord. I'm hoping that I'm here. I'm hoping that the righteous have not gone yet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because I, I don't want to miss the hand of Father God. This, this is not something you see every day. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I want to go to heaven, but how can I miss this now? Praise the Lord. We're almost in February anyway. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, yeah, for sure. You want the right to more than the election. Amen. That is so true. Praise the Lord. We do. We want to go home, brothers and sisters. Yes, we want to go home. <laughs> the Lord must be looking at me from the throne. What is he talking about? He wants to watch. Well, praise the Lord. You know, you don't get to see a lot of things. And then the Lord showed me his hand, put in the one he wants. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But you know what? Also, when the Lord took me last week into the, into the tribulation, I also knew there was someone in the White House that was that it was not the one they want to put in the White House. It's the one that God is going to put in the White House. Thank you, Lord. And I don't want to say no name because I was not allowed to see this man. As far as I know, I believe it is a man because I saw the pants. I saw the pen of this person. I was not allowed to see his face, like focus on his face directly. You know, praise the Lord. I know he's a white man. That's all I can see. He was a white man. The Lord did not allow me to focus. It might be. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be right to before that. He don't want me to see. It. Praise the Lord. You know, after we get ratchet, it's not going to be our business. So I know the Lord's going to tell me that. It's not going to be your business. Why do you want to see this? You're up here. Enjoy being up here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Because it will be the matter and the business of the earth after that. And we're going home. And, and praise the Lord. God has so much in store for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I believe it's him. I really believe it's him. But I'm not going to praise the Lord because God, hallelujah, God God knows, you know, the one he wanted in there. Praise the Lord. The only thing I saw was he had a pants. He looked like a man. He had a pants. I, could, I, I, I saw his, him off, spot off. The Lord did not want me to see him. Praise the Lord. God had him in his hand. To be honest, I thought it was Trump, Donald Trump. But don't don't quote me. Don't say, oh, no, brother, we said it was Donald Trump. Don't quote me. <laughs> don't quote me on that. It looked like Trump to me, but, but I don't know. I don't know. Praise the Lord. It looked like him to me. It looked like him, but, not, you know, the Lord knows. Hallelujah. Only the Lord knows. God told me it's the one he wants. Uh, he's going to put in there. He showed me. Hallelujah. 
and this man that he's going to put in office, it, it, it's going to clean out uh, the White House. And you know how even Trump don't agree with Obama completely. And a lot of things he doesn't agree. Again, only God knows. And so, but there's a lot of things going on, brothers, and sisters, in politics. A lot of evil, a lot of wickedness. Obama supporting abortion. Uh, in case his daughter will have an abortion, he says, supporting homosexual. This is all, all these homosexual law coming to be in almost every state now. Some states have rejected. I'm glad of that. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. All these evil that is going on in America, God is saying that's it. He had enough. He, he had enough. He had enough of this. And it's because the, the bride of Christ has been praying, brothers and sisters. All glory be unto Jesus. All glory be unto the Lord who, who when we pray, he goes to the Father and intercedes for our day and night, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Praise God. And he's going to give America more value. So the men he's going to put in there will have more value. America will, will be, will have more value again. Praise the Lord. I'm not sure if America will be the great nation that it was with democracy um, that is coming. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. With, with martial bankruptcy, brothers and sisters, that is coming. I hope the Lord, God will change his mind about partial bankruptcy. I saw it. It was terrible. Hallelujah. It was terrible, brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, partial bankruptcy, but I know that if, if if thousands of Christians like this month they have the the the, the pro life uh, march in Washington, brother DC. I don't know how many of you watched them this month in, on television. The pro life march. They have hundreds of thousands of people, and and the, and the people, the reporter was saying like never before in 2016. It was it was a breakthrough in Washington this year. I don't know if you've seen this. Hallelujah. Hundreds of Christians from all over America show up in Washington this month for the pro life march, And that was great. That was on television. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you. And when I saw that, I know God was up for something. Immediately in my spirit I felt God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, it's up to something. But when all these youth Hallelujah. With all these youth that came, brothers and sisters, I don't even watch the channel that I put it on. If I put television, I used to be watching the, the uh, How It Made, How It Made, or the Animal Channel. But sometimes with the Animal Channel, I have to be careful too. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And so, let me tell you, I was switching to the channel, and I saw this march of pro-life for all the sites you know, in Washington, D.C. this year. And it was, it was hundreds, hundreds of thousands of Christians like never before were supporting this, the pro-life movement, that it was time enough to stop the killing of innocent babies. And I, I was so excited, so excited, just so excited, brothers and sisters, so excited to the Lord for this. Praise you. I lifted on, and I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. I knew in my spirit that, that praise the Lord, God was up to something that she had. I believe this year God is bringing a change into America. And before this year began, before 2016 came, hallelujah, and the Lord began to show me what the things that, that are coming soon. And I immediately knew in my spirit, although he showed me partial bankruptcy and martial law, two things the Lord showed me, hallelujah, partial bankruptcy and martial law. 
before we get to be battle, revival, battle, revival, before we get to revival, things are going to get real bad. I am telling you, before it gets better, it's going to get really bad. Praise the Lord. So before revival comes, then we will have to go through, we have to have to go through bankruptcy and martial law in America. Then comes revival. I, I have said this even in the, in the video that I made on YouTube. Because that's the way the Lord showed them to me. Thank you, Lord. So I, I'm not even thinking of revival for now. I, I share what the Lord showed me about revival, but I had not even I had not even thinking about it because it first we gotta see bankruptcy. Partial bankruptcy the Lord showed me. And then martial law. Now God can remove these things from coming. Someone gave me a word, so powerful, and the Lord is so good. That why is God showing me all these things? Back in 2012 and 13, when God began to show me these things, I was contacted by many pastors from New York and many other states. A friend of mine was telling me, Brother Elvi, you are a prophet to America. And the Lord confirmed it to our bird in heaven. I, I don't call myself a prophet. I don't. But uh, I'd rather ask the Lord, why is Elby saying these things, these prophecies? And Jesus told him in heaven, because I have raised Elby to give my word to my people in America, in that land, he says, of America. And when I better came to heaven, he told me the word Jesus gave him, that I'm out to give God's word to the people of America. I'm just a servant of the Lord. That's why I say Jesus called me his servant. He doesn't call me a prophet. He called me a servant. That's who I am, brothers, a servant of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the God. But, yes, this man of God was telling me, and believe me, he has been confirmed to me by the Father, this, this holy man of God. Pray, I don't call many people holy, but everyone who repents of their sins and are washed by the blood of Jesus is holy. That's all I believe. And, Brothers and sisters, he says to me, why is God showing you these things, Brother Elvis? It is for you to say it to America and for God to raise people in America to begin to repent again. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. To repent again so God will repent of the judgment he declared and God will forgive the land. Well, let me read it for you from Second Chronicles. Oh, the Lord is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus, for your words. Second Chronicles 7.14. Let me read it to you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This is what God wants to do every time he has to give, give a word to the people in America. If my people, this is the people of America, among whom my, whom, whom my name is called upon, the church, the, the, the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, do humble themselves and pray and seek my presence and turn from their wicked way. Then I will hear in heaven and be merciful to the sins and will heal the land. That's what God wants to do in America. That's why God is having me give out this word. A lot of people, when God began to give me this word back in, in 2010, 2011, they wanted God to just bring the judgment on America. Make a word rebuke me. How can, you, how can you think of people dying and you rejoicing because God killed them? Come on. Get some sense in your life. Praise the Lord. How can you want women and children and men to die when God can have mercy and forgive their sins? Hallelujah, hallelujah, and heal their land. 
have mercy upon their soul. And how can you say, oh, uh, Brother Elby, you said the conference between the judgment. Thousands of people, only in Boston, went to this building to re- repent. Thousands from all de- denominations. There were even Catholics there, people from different denominations. Went into that building after God had given me this word in 2012 and were repenting, God for mercy. People were crying out. People, tears was coming down. People were crying out to God. In, in Boston, California, in a different state, in New York City, thousand brothers to repent before God. And ask God to, 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 to forgive their sins, forgive America. And God heard the prayer for heaven. I had several pastors contact me and tell me, my church, Brother Elby, is then repenting for the word you gave from God. We know it's from God. For God to have mercy on America. That has to be the heart of every Christian in America and around the world. How can it please you for God to destroy a nation? How can it please you for God to destroy a city or state? Come on. Be now perfect like that Father that is in heaven, Jesus said. How are we like God? God is a merciful God who doesn't please him to destroy but to save. But to have mercy. Have you mercy like your Father in heaven and be perfect like him. Have you mercy on people. Have you have pray for life to be saved. Have be like your Father in heaven who have mercy on those innocent people that may die. Praise you, Lord. Tell judging people for their actions. But judge people that God have mercy on them. Praise you, Lord. God has not called us to judge anyone. Praise you, Lord. He has not called us to condemn anyone neither. How can we sit and judge people and, and say, oh, yeah, no, let, let the judgment fall. Let the, I just want the judgment to fall. May the Lord rebuke thee, whoever you are, that thinks this way. It is better for God to have mercy. Be you perfect like your Father in heaven. He have mercy on all of them. He have mercy on the nation. He have mercy on the needy. He has mercy on anyone that cries to him. He have mercy on the gay, the lesbian. Heard of this, uh, this, this, this brother. I just heard uh, uh, last night of his brother who was gay, and I call him brother now. He was gay, and I, and I, would, and I went and preached to him, and I went praying over him, and he kept doing He kept doing until God finally got hold of his heart his life, and now his, his life has changed. But if back in, a few years back, if the judgment of God would have come down, God would have destroyed him. But now God gave him a chance to repent and come out of that gay lifestyle. There are young women who had abortion a few years back who now are repenting, brothers and sisters, for what they did, and they're not doing it no more. You Lord. A lot of homosexual, homosexual write to me, and they say, Brother Elby, I heard your message. God touched me through your message. I'm repenting. I'm giving my life back to God. I want to get out of this life. Let lesbian write to me. They said, God has touched me through your message. I want to get out of this lifestyle. Will you pray with me? I'm repenting. I'm repenting. Pray with me. Pray that I get out of this lifestyle, they say to me through email. Praise you, Lord. We need to be perfect like our fathers in heaven. He have mercy on the love. Have you mercy on the love? And you be perfect like him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. You know that if you if you don't have mercy, you will pray and God will not hear your prayer. A lot of people have a lot of things hindering their prayer. And one of them is because they don't have mercy on people. 
God's not going to hear the prayer. They don't for, other other one is they don't forgive others. People do all kinds of things, and they say, I don't, I, I will forgive you. Forget about that. Walk away from people. So God doesn't hear the prayer neither. They're repenting. God doesn't hear it. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. And when people, some people have written to me over the year. They said, Brother Elby, uh, I don't know why, but I keep repenting, sister, brother. I keep repenting, and God doesn't hear my prayer. What's going on? What, why doesn't God hear my prayer, they say to me? And I, and I sat there, and what the Lord brings to me is unforgiveness. And I said, I have a question for you. Uh, praise you. Are you married? Yes. Where is your husband? Praise the Lord. Tonight they say, oh, he, he, he moved out of the house. He's living with his parents. Praise the Lord. How is your relationship with him? I don't talk to him. I, I don't want to see him again. Praise the Lord. You have a forgiveness for him? Of course I do for what he did to me. Praise the Lord. And you want you want God to hear your prayer? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You want God to hear your prayer? You want God to answer the prayer? Well, you cannot even talk to the father of your children. This is the way I have spoken with some people. Some people don't like it. Because if I need to get personal, they're coming with a personal need of God in their life. I'm going to come back. I used to be a counselor. I'm going to tell them the truth of the word. What the God reveals to me, I'm going to share with them. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, some people get offended. Some people keep coming for more. God begins to restore that person's life after they begin to, to forgive. And you know what happened after that? God will restore the marriage again. People will be surprised. I'm back with my husband. We were able to forgive each other after I prayed and I repented and I fasted for him and for my unforgiveness to win. Now we're back here. I'm praise the Lord. That's what the Lord wants. But it's going to take someone to tell him the truth. If you're like, well, I don't, you know, Brother Elby, I don't want to get personal because it's not my business to get in anyone's business. Well, if you are in the business of people being healed, if you are in the business of people being restored, I tell you something, you're going to have to get personal. You're going to have to get personal. I, and, and I apologize to the people sometimes. I said, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to get personal about this. You, you're going to need to forgive them. You want God to forgive you, you're going to need to forgive them. Personally, some people I said, wow, but, you know, I tell you the truth. I'm, I'm not going to go around this. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. We are in the business of personal relationship with the Lord. If someone comes looking for help, it's going to get personal. And I'm going to respect you as much as I can. With all my strength and all my knowledge, I'm going to respect you. But I may also may offend you by telling you the truth. That's the way it is, brothers and sisters. I, we may get personal. I may offend you by telling you the truth. And I may even apologize when someone says, you should not apologize for telling someone the truth. Hey, the Bible said that if I offend you for me to, to, to apologize, to make it right with you. Isn't that what the Bible says? The Bible doesn't give me the reason why. The Bible tells me what to do, and that's what I do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, you never apologize for telling someone the truth. If I offend someone by telling the truth, and I want to apologize, I apologize. I apologize. And now that I want to, I need to. I feel the need to. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says for me to make it right if I offend you. And I go and make it right. Praise the Lord. And I tell you, it's not easy. Because you'll get a lot of people offended. 
in the business that God had called me to, brothers and sisters, I have offended a lot of people by telling them the truth. But the truth will set you free. That's what it is. The truth will set you free, praise the Lord. Because why go around the problem, around the issue, and not go straight to the root of the problem? Let's go straight to the problem, and let's start going around, around the bushes, as people say. Let's start going around in circle, and let's just go straight to the problem. And God can heal you. God can restore you. God can put a spirit back into your life, and you can get right with God. I mean, it says, I think I don't have the Holy Spirit anymore. And when do you lost him, and where do you live him? <laughs> when do you lost him, and where do you live him? Where do you, because people always know what they did. And they know where exactly when they did. They might even tell you the day that it happened. Well, it was last year. It was back in the month of September. I went out with this guy, and we said things we were not supposed to do. And right there, I did not see him anymore. Praise the Lord. Fornication is a serious sin. Fornication is a serious sin. A lot of young people, and let's go for the elder too. Being married have gone into adultery. Minister. Evangelist, all kinds of people, Christian people. A lot of churches are not pre- not preaching fornication. A lot of the youth in the church are sleeping together without being married. Well, we're just getting to know each other. You're having sex with our girl, with our sister, supposedly, and you're just getting to know each other? Uh-uh. That is totally wrong. Absolutely wrong. And you might lose the Holy Spirit. I'm being honest. One of the greater reasons the Lord revealed to me that the Holy Spirit leads people's life is sexual sin. A lot of people don't like this message, but I got to tell you the truth. Sexual sin. Sexual sin, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. And I, I, believe me, every time I talk about this, I begin to repent, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't want to offend you, Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. I, I begin to repent myself. Sexual sin are serious sins. And the devil wants to get the church in sexual sin. And there is a lot of sexual sin in the church today. But a lot of ministers want to ignore and look the other way. Stop looking the other way and look the way God wants you to look and correct the problem in the church. Ministers need to begin to correct sexual sin in the church. Stop looking the other way. This is serious. They open the door to the enemy. Hallelujah. Through sin. They open the door to the to the spirit of Jezebel. That is so good. They open the door to demonic forces in their life. And then they don't feel God no more. They don't feel the presence of God no more. And then they're, they're questioning why. Why? 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 Praise the Lord. If you're burning with lust, it's Paul. It's better for you to get married. Simple. Very simple. Cannot, you, you, you cannot hold yourself. Pray, pray the Lord, give you a wife, get married, problems over. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. But I'm telling you something. The sexual sin is why the presence of God has left many people's life. And they want it back. People write to me. It makes me so sad when people write to me and say, I don't fear the Lord no more. Hallelujah. Yes, you can do that. You can ask the Lord for that. Thank you, Lord. I am telling you, Many people are not feeling the presence of the Lord as they should. They should. I mean, by the mercy of the Lord, I have prayed for people that have fallen under the power of God. And so people, I never felt this before. But before I pray for them, 
the Lord revealed to me what is going on in their life. I had a minister come to me. I, I'm not pleased to say this, but someone needs to hear this. I had a minister come to me. He was full of demons. Full of demons. He was going into ministry, but he was full of demons. And the Lord let me know. The Lord gave me the sermon. The Lord let me know he was full of demons. And he was telling me how God called him into the ministry, and he was going into the ministry, and this, this, and that. Praise the Lord. I began to tell him that we cannot give to people what we don't have. And he began to listen. And God began to reveal to him why would I, why would I, why would I say what I was saying to him. But the Lord revealed to me he was full of demons. And I said, I want to pray for you because you want to go into ministry. And I, 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 want, I want to impart blessing. I want God to use me for you to, to impart blessing into your life. Praise the Lord. When we began to pray, I began to cast out legion and demon out of his life. He was surprised how hundreds of legion of demons began to come out of his life. He was feeling them going out of him, going out of him, going out of him. And I kept rebuking them. And more kept coming out of him. And more kept coming out of him. Like in 15 minutes, he felt free. He felt the power of God like he never felt it before. And he looked at me and shook my hand, gave me a hug, and said, I never felt God this way in my life. He finally felt free. Praise the Lord. And that's why the Lord brought it my way, because the Lord wanted to use it. But he had so much demon in his life. What he was going to give to people? He didn't have the power of God in him. He didn't have the presence of God in his life. He was going to do ministry. That's exactly, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, that's exactly what is the type of people we got, many of those people we got in church today. And I'm not pleased to say this, but this is true. People that are not free. I had a minister, a young man, call me an evangelist. He goes in the U.S. to over 200 churches to preach. He is cheating on his wife with another woman, and he supposedly wanted to help me so all these 200 churches will know me, and he will open the door for me so I can go preaching with him. And I said, no. After he confessed to me, he was cheating on his wife with another woman. Well, he had confessed that because he, he, he did it because he wanted me to help him. And I said, yeah, I, I, I will give you advice, yes, whatever the Lord gives me. And when I began to help him, he confessed the sin to me. Hallelujah. You know, you know what? The first thing that came to my mind, he's not supposed to be ministering for no pulpit unless he's repenting for his adultery sin. But you know what? But the different churches keep inviting him because he's famous and they want him in his church. I'm not pleased by saying this, but some of you need to hear this. This is why when a famous preacher comes, you don't want, you pray first. You pray first. Because a lot of people like to run to hear uh, famous preachers, famous teachers. Oh, this teacher is great. He's been teaching the word for 30, 20 years. I got to hear this guy. He, he, he has a lot of things to teach. No. No one has more than the Holy Spirit to teach. No one has more than Jesus Christ to teach. Him you listen to. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. This is very important, brothers and sisters. Because I feel sad when people follow preachers and teachers and this and that from different countries. Hallelujah. And they don't go to the Lord and pray first. Praise your Lord. 
There are people that I have shared things like this. They have gone to the Lord, and the Lord has revealed the sin to certain people, and they say, oh, man, thank you for that word, because I put a God listen to this guy, and the Lord revealed to me. He's, he's doing this in secret. It's so true. It is so true, praise your Lord. But it seems like some people are losing, uh, okay, praise the Lord. Praise your God. Something is dying here. I don't know if it's my cell phone or something. Praise your Lord. Hallelujah. But I'm going to go ahead and play, uh, play some audio, brothers and sisters. I want to come on tomorrow night. So I want my throat to, to praise the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. And continue to share the Lord's word, brothers and sisters, and, and advice. People need advice from the Lord. People need to hear advice. Praise your Lord. Because a lot of people are running up and down. And they are not seeking the Lord. You need to seek the Lord about anything. It is not for you and I to be running out to anyone without the Lord confronting anyone to us. The Lord knows everyone's heart and everyone's mind. Anyone, everyone's uh, intention. There are people in secret sin that should not be teaching the word, brothers and sisters. They should not be teaching the word. Praise your Lord. Praise your God. Someone that's few days on Facebook, praise your Lord. My wife is having problems with someone who has come to disrespect us or me as a minister. Praise your Lord. And has shown interest in me. And my wife put on Facebook that she stopped writing to, to my husband email with uh and the way she's writing because I'm a, I'm a married man. She should not be interested in me. Hallelujah, to be with her because I'm a married man. Praise the Lord. And my wife is right. Praise the Lord. If I'm a married man, no woman should be seeking to be with me or to marry me or whatever because I'm a married man. I have my wife. Praise the Lord. Praise the God. And a lot of people misunderstood the message of my wife because she put that message to let people know what is happening. Someone, praise the Lord. It's doing this, and it's not right, it's not correct. And I will not take part in that either. Praise the Lord. And my wife and I, praise the Lord, we, we spend most of our time together. Everything we do, we do together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When we go out, we're together. We go shopping, we're together. Travel, we travel together. We, I never travel alone. Praise the Lord. And so she knows everything I do. Praise you, God. There's nothing hidden. I don't need to hide anything from her. We went to Washington together, New Jersey together. Anywhere we go, we go together. Praise the Lord. South Carolina together, Atlanta, Virginia, Georgia, Miami, I mean, Florida. Wherever we go, we go together, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. And so this other sister, supposedly sister, has shown interest in me, and she was harassing me with email. And I said to my wife, I'm not going to deal with her. You deal with her. And so my, it was my wife who was doing it, and, 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 and my wife put a message on, on Facebook because she was writing on Facebook, and someone misunderstand what she was saying, praise the Lord, but I was letting my wife handle the situation because women were women. All what I'm thinking is if someone needs the Lord or someone has been taught wrong because there are churches, there are churches in America bro, that the men can have more than one wife. And I totally disagree with that. And, and when some of these people are in these churches and they come to listen to the Lord's Tower, they have a misunderstanding out of the Word of God because their pastor allows them in their churches. 
And so they think they're going to come to, to the Lord Tower, and they can also be with me, me having my wife. And that's not so, because I don't believe, I believe the, teach, the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. Adam and Eve, they were first one woman and one man in the garden. Marriage was established by God in the garden by one man and one woman. Now, one man and two women. There has been so much misuse of the Bible in America and around the world. These teachings go from the pulpits in different churches, and I totally disagree with those teachings. Totally. Totally disagree with that. I, I tell my wife, this is a reality with, for where these people come from these different churches and different, different teachings. And that's why we need to be merciful with people and understand people, try to understand people even more because of where they come from, Christ the Lord. But sometimes people uh, are, are, are very persistent on, their, on what they want or what they think is right when it's totally wrong, brothers and sisters. And we need to be very careful. We need to be very careful. There is a lot of things going on up here that we disagree with, but this is what the world is today, and this is what we are. This is what God has chosen, the time that God has chosen us to be. And so we have to deal with everything that is going on out there, brothers and sisters. It is not pleasant. It is not funny. But God has called us to deal with it. And if we have to say no, it is okay to say yes. It's so anointed as to say no. I remember our pastor saying this when we came first to North Carolina. Hallelujah. Some people have not learned to say no. But I'm going to tell you this tonight. To say yes is so anointed. The same as to say no. It's anointed too. Don't be afraid to say no to people. Praise the Lord. I don't be afraid to say yes. Praise the Lord. Some people don't like to say yes because they will be compromised maybe. Praise the Lord. Or they, they don't want to say no so they won't offend. But they don't want to say yes so they will be compromised. But yes and no are both anointed. Let your yay be yay. Jesus says, praise the Lord. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Praise the Lord. That's what we need. That's how it needs to be. Praise the Lord. I'm going to, I'm, I'm putting an audio, the latest prophecy for the Middle East. Hallelujah. I'm going to play it right now. Praise God. So I can come back tomorrow. So I'm going to go play an audio now. And then I'll, I'll play it. Talking about the rain. 
What am I so afraid of? 